Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 6th of April 2013. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today Robert Kemp. Yes. And Zachary Burgess. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not here at all. And, and Naomi shaking her head, thinking this is ridiculous, probably. Yeah. Nod. She's nodding her head. That, that needs agreement. I don't know why that reminded me of like Mr. Chips from um, Catchphrase. It's okay. like, what, what is Mr. Chips doing? It's like because he never speaks or anything because he's a catchphrase cartoon. It's like he's nodding or waving. Say what you see. <laughs> Let's narrate what this person is doing. Say what you see. Indeed. Okay, names, names. Getting her phone out. Is it? Is it? Is it face stalking? Correct. <laughs> face stalking. You win 500,000. <laughs> What's face stalking? Face stalking. Just using Facebook to stalk people. Oh, right. <laughs> These, the 99% of the use of Facebook. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what else it's used for. Occasional emails, because it's easier than typing in an email address most of the time. It's the worst bloody email client ever, because, like... Yes, but you don't have you... to remember people's email addresses. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I know this advantage. person. But I send messages, and then no one replies. And I know why, because I do the exact same thing to other people, because <laughs> you see the message at, like, midnight or something when you check your phone, yeah. and there's no way to star it or say, mark it as unread so you can deal with it later. You just completely forget about it. Yeah, you just go, but, fuck it. And it's connected, it's in the exact same place as the instant messaging because they decided to join them into one thing Mm. so that if you have an email thread going on with someone of long messages and then you actually have a chat conversation, it pushes everything miles up with all these tiny little messages. Well, there's the problem on your phone, on the iPhone anyway. It shows like each Facebook message just looks the same as each other. So it's like when it's an actual message, it's like... Looks exactly the same as someone inviting you to play Candy Crush. I know. God damn. Well, I don't know, though, because that's a notification, isn't it? Which is different from the messaging, but still. But they appear as the same way at they both appear as notifications, if you have notifications. Oh, them. iOS notifications. Yes. Yes, they do. Irritating. So you just don't look at any of them. Yes. It's just <laughs> inherently annoying. Or you turn the notifications off completely. Do you hear about this new Android crazy more than that thing that they've launched? The Facebook Home the chat what they called the it's got a really dumb name for oh, chat what, head or something chat head yeah. <laughs> yeah they're called chat heads the like the, li- the little things that represent your friends or whatever that pop up heads. And, like user you, unify yeah user <laughs> but like you can combine uh well facebook messaging and sms and whatever android you know it's going to be like two I minutes before thing. someone just mods that to say shitheads. It's like, this is my well, shithead. This is what everyone I know is a shithead. Chathead just isn't a very chat good word, head. is it? Chathead. It could be chat face. Chat face. Chat face. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. You've got to use chat chat anything face. with face in it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're missing a trick. I mean, they are the Facebook, therefore exactly. surely they have a license to use face wherever they ever please. <laughs> well, yeah. but EA already saw game face. <laughs> and and oh, Apple yeah. already have FaceTime. Yeah. Which oh, is pretty true. great. FaceTime. FaceTime. They don't use book for anything either. They no. could use more book stuff related to... Chatbook. <laughs> or book chat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You could use like, book, I'm sure Face works better with most of the things that you'd want to add to... to face them. chat. Why don't I just call it face chat? Why don't I call it face face? Face face. <laughs> <laughs> face. <laughs> or face FaceTime. <laughs> so this is your face face. Facebook face. Yeah, book face, face, book face. <laughs> yeah, book face. There you go. That that would work perfectly. You got it. You got it. Book face. 
Because <laughs> well, that's short for Facebook face. Facebook <laughs> 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 face. Yeah. Arse face. But no, it's actually just our face, but everyone calls it our face. Don't judge a book by its face. <laughs> My face. Oh, let's get towards My face face. My space face. Because headspace is a thing, right? Yeah. A dumb thing, yeah. but it's a thing. It's face a thing? face. Headspace exists? Headspace, yeah, it's a word. <laughs> Wait, headspace face. That, oh, um, the word people use. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's a website. I thought, it was a, yeah, I thought you meant there was a service called Headspace. There probably, probably is. is. Yeah. There's probably a service called Everything at this point. There's one called Everything Everything, yeah, annoyingly. Naturally. There's a band called Everything Everything, isn't there? Yeah. Are they annoyed that Everything Everywhere has stolen their kind of almost name? <laughs> almost Slightly name. different. Everything Everywhere. That's a bit... Um, so do they claim to be like omniscient or like not omnipotent? <laughs> well, I suppose they're trying. No, it's to... not omniscient because it's everything. It's <laughs> everything. Like they're not perceiving ah, everything. Just, it's because they're, they're creating to... things. It's but... omnipresent though because it's everything. Yeah, I guess they're trying to. It's, it makes sense for them because they're trying to push their. You can have the internet everywhere, therefore you can get everything that's everything. important to you everywhere, everywhere apart from food. <laughs> <laughs> we can't digitally feed you. I don't know, you could order a pizza easy. Well, just eat, maybe, but, you know, you can't literally just... Everything everywhere isn't the one providing me the kebab. All you bloody get is Kevin Bacon with them. With them. What's the trouble with them? You know, to be honest, if I did order food somehow from Everything Everywhere, I would expect Kevin Bacon like to... Like grated Kevin Bacon on all your... All well, your... No, I don't want bits of Kevin Bacon. Oh, I, just want, I just want bacon to deliver it. <laughs> oh, right. so, did you put bacon on that? I'd have to get really annoyed if I didn't order any bacon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like it's some kind of law. Well, the law is that Kevin Bacon must... Must deliver. enforce bacon. <laughs> must ensure that you consume bacon. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> Wipe that pig scum from the face of the planet. <laughs> Wouldn't take long. No, probably not. So if if everyone ate bacon, bacon all the time. Yeah. Eat your bacon with every meal. Yeah, five, five helpings a day. Rasher, slice. <laughs> yeah, good luck making up five different variations of bacon. Back, smoke. Smoke doesn't count. That's a flavour. It's a variant of bacon. Cured? Could you have a cured bacon? Lard on. Lard on. Of course. Back gammon and front gammon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Side gammon. Front, front gammon doesn't sound so nice, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Finest roast front gammon. It's the future of bacon. And again, somehow, you by that logic, rump shouldn't sound tasty, but it sort of does. We discussed this last week. Did we? I'm pretty sure it was like we were talking about whether Rob wants to eat butt. <laughs> yeah, we did. Notice that. I didn't right. raise that. No. <laughs> but you did. You were talking about whether Rob was tasty or not. You did it again. You can't help it. That's <laughs> true. Rob's taking it tasty. There's no denying. <laughs> okay. We've discussed this last week. Yes. Let's okay. Move on Let's move again. on to uh, the news. Well, I suppose, yeah. Everyone had a good week. Two uh, weeks. Sure. MSN's shutting down. Fuck that. Well, I, they announced that ages ago. Yeah, I know, but it still sucks. Is it? Is it actually shutting down now? Yeah, it's like t- 
have to put tomorrow. But it's, oh, but it's integrated damn. with Skype now, isn't it? Because you're no, it's not like integrated. It's taking over. No. That's bullshit. It's not integrated at all. Oh, because so how was? Because you've been on. Because that's been on Skype for a while. No, I it's like yeah, maybe I'm not. Just, I haven't no. switched over. No. But you appear on my Skype. That's how you messaged me the other day. Yeah, because that's Skype. still messenger. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they've sort of integrated. So you're using MSN and I'm using Skype, but the two things are talking to each other. Yeah, but it's not so, like it's yeah. integrated, it's just temporarily running on the same system. <laughs> yeah, I think the Skype client can, can send MSN messages, uh, but obviously the whole service is shutting down, so that'll just disappear from Skype. Yeah, yeah but you know, to me, it will make no difference. <laughs> yes, true. Because it's all on Skype. MSN was the best, goddammit. Well... Oh, sort of. <laughs> well, it was the best once you... It was the like, best once you applied various, various patches and fixes to it to get rid of all the Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there's not... I mean, Jabber is just as good or whatever, or Google Talk, but the actual client is still... I mean, they haven't even worked on that for, like, five years or something, have they? I, yeah, I, I use Pigeon or whatever. Oh, well, since, yeah, since they sort of sevened up the look of MSN, it hasn't really... Which I immediately undid by putting your skin on it. Yeah, I'll do that. I didn't didn't mind the seven, but... Mess with Messenger, clearly. Yeah. But you can't anymore. No. And I'm thinking... And no one's made a mess with Skype, really, that I... Well, they've made Skype Plus. Have they? Like, Messenger Plus, but I don't think it's as good. I finally found out how to to legitimately turn off the ads in Skype. (laughs) Like, it took me a while to find that option. After what, I didn't didn't think it existed. But you can go to the notifications section and just turn them all off, and then it removes um, removes adverts. And I get little yeah, um, pop-ups at the bottom of my fr- like contact list saying, "Hey, you you want Skype Premium, don't you? You want to pay to use this shit?" And, or the occasional bar that will pop up and like like a hot tip or something that will say, "You can call people <laughs> yeah, I that have phones." I still Skype. Because I was looking to see oh, whether I had to move to Skype, and then I was like, fuck this shit, and then I understood it again. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess the one person that I still talk to really on MSN will just move to Google Talk instead. Yeah, use, <laughs> use, use Pigeon and Google Talk. I tried Trillion, that's okay, but it's a bit heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, Pigeon is the nicest, it's nice and lightweight. And also, interesting, um, I you can, because uh, Facebook kind of have a protocol for converting the Java into their into their messaging stuff. And it mm. used to be terrible and drop messages all the time, but now it works. So mm. uh, that's quite cool. So you can use Facebook Messenger without having a bloody Facebook browser tab open. I just want to use Skype. Or you can use... I just yeah. want it to have a decent client. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, it's just not a very good client, is it? Um, Everything else is fine. I think you can import Skype into Trillium, maybe? I don't think you can. Uh, I went, I, when I was looking at the Pigeon site, they were like, we can't support Skype because right. it's closed. Yeah, it's they won't, closed off. They won't let you get yeah. the protocols. I, I, I say, it's like the Skype client isn't great. You know, it's not the easiest thing to use, but at least it sort of works. Yeah, it's okay. I mean. It's functional. It just it's, I feel like it's wrong to use Skype to, uh, to IM because it's clearly for making phone calls. I mean, <laughs> well, that's, well, I use it mostly for... Buttons, didn't they? The, the messaging buttons. You can still. Messaging. You, you, do, you still double click a contact and it turns into a chat window, though. Not on the Mac, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hate that as well. Otherwise, it would just call people. Oh, really? I think that might be. I don't like the chat being inside like, the same pane. Yeah. What does it do? It's when, like, when you click on someone and it opens, it's like their contact details at the top, but then below that is where the chat goes in the oh. same window. Oh. 
So it's not its own chat window. No. Well, no, but if you start a call and it's the same window, the window that comes up is the same that's the chat window. It's just that while you're on a call, it shows a big picture of them. Um, right. And you can choose to pop up the chat portion of that. If you're on a group call, for instance, it will show the pictures of everyone involved and will highlight those that are talking. I don't know. I, I don't think it's too bad. I just think it's like there are certain parts of the main contact interface that are kind of clunky. It's the marker's red thing that winds me up most. Like if someone sends you a load of messages, especially if yeah. you're using multiple systems, mm-hmm. none of the systems seem to know that you've already read the messages. Oh, I hate so if I log stuff. into Skype, I haven't logged into Skype on my iPad or my iPhone in ages, but if, if I do, do, there'll be about 300 notifications. Yeah, that's just bullshit. It's like, get it right. Come on. Yeah, that I'm bit's just... really annoying. It's like when I log into my system, um, I have a system at home that I work on and a system at the office. And if I log into Skype at the office, then it will pick up a few notifications from the end of yesterday and, and go, hey, you've got... Me-. No, I don't have messages. <laughs> and mark, is re- mark all as read is a hidden function as well. It's, there's no shortcut to it. You have to right-click on the recent tab, and one of the menu options there is mark all as read, and that will get rid of all the notifications in one go. But and it's like... Everyone it's, keeps, it's, like, it's weird. streamlining shit and making it much less usable. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like the iTunes apparently stuff. Apparently the exception hidden. to all of this is that the Skype for Windows 8 UI right. is actually supposed Let's to be pretty up. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough, but I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't... Like, the I, for, for, there's some other weird oddities. Like, on iOS, you can't... I, or at least I don't know and haven't found a way of starting a group call, but you can be invited to one. So it obviously supports group calls, but you just can't be the one that instigates them, which is kind of dumb. Well, maybe that's some kind of like host, like. But it should host on a server. That should be go jump to a Skype server somewhere rather than it. And it does it. Yeah, everything goes through Skype. Yeah, but is it everything goes through? But is it actual? A server. I thought it was peer to peer. I thought it was the whole point of Skype. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. I thought Skype came out of Kazar, literally. Uh, maybe it's but the it same would, guy. I, but it would surely it would make sense <laughs> if you're on Wi-Fi on iPhone. But it just doesn't matter. Hmm. It's not that hard a task, is it? Well, I was thinking more not the connection, more like the system. Like maybe um, it's just not. Maybe the program on the iPad isn't as good. You can't handle it or something. Couldn't it? ask one of the other, mich- other people to host? Like, can it be clever and say, hang on, you're ringing... That sounds too clever. Yeah. <laughs> you're ringing a Windows client. Can you start? Never There's the know. fact that it's like, yeah, it, why, why don't they then have some kind of servers somewhere that you could hook into? It's like, if this is a problem, and it clearly is for business, then for business use of Skype, then, you know, why not do that? I suppose Microsoft aren't that fussed by it, because for business use, I suppose they want everyone to move to Link. But... Mm. But Link is expensive. Maybe I should ask Javier. He's gone to work with Skype. <laughs> yeah, Skype. Oi, excuse Javier, me. Javier, sort it the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on, dude? Well, they got bought by Microsoft, so he got given a free Surface, like everyone at Microsoft. Uh, I think probably to try and boost Surface RT, which is never going to happen. <laughs> so I, I like the Pro, though. Yeah, the Pro would be awesome. The Pro looks pretty I, sweet because apparently, for like for most of the reviews I've read, so the Pro solves all the problems that RT has. RT just doesn't work very well as a yeah. tablet experience. Whereas if you want the best of both worlds, actually Pro is pretty good at that. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously it is definitely, as a tablet, it's too heavy compared to that, yeah. to your iPad. But I mean, it's fine. It's, as a, as a small touchscreen laptop. It's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Although, I mean, I tried the touch 
you know, the non-clicky keyboard cover with the RT, and it's terrible. Oh, the keyboard's fine. I, I had, had all kinds of trouble The touchpad's awful, but... I couldn't type at all with that goddamn thing uh, in no. John Lewis. Oh, okay. I've tried to... Tried a, well, maybe it's a John Lewis, like, production. Maybe you know, it was a... Yeah, one you know, I've, 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 I've tried somewhat, uh, you know, someone's personal one, and it was fine. Oh, right. Okay. Although they prefer to use the type cover anyway. They've got both. Right. The oh, touch cool. cover and yeah. the type cover, just for experimentation purposes. And it's just like... Uh, yeah, they prefer the type. The, I the definitely get the type but... cover for the Pro, even if it was thicker, because yeah. like, make it a decent. Yeah, one. definitely. Right. Anyway. But it's like the problem I have. The problem I have with Surface Pro is that, despite it being an awesome machine, is that for the same price, I might as well just get a laptop. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you, know, you can get a decent. That's because you've you already can, got an iPad, though. So true. I, I can get a decent thin touchscreen laptop. Yeah, for the same price range. With the keyboard included. I mean, the best... <laughs> you know, that's the dumb thing. You don't get the keyboard with Surface Pro. You have to buy it separate. At least with an RT, they throw in a touch, I think. Obviously... I can't remember. That might not be true. I feel like if you have the money, then then you just get the best in class of each individual and don't get any hybrids. I mean, that just seems like... Yeah, I suppose, yeah if, you had, if you had unlimited funds, I yeah, guess. you just get the best phone, the best tablet, the best laptop and the best PC, the yeah. best consoles and the best TV. And because the- I suppose the advantage of Surface Pro is it will work on a cramped train. Yeah. Probably better than... Well, I'm not sure, though. We're probably not as good as an Ultrabook, because you probably can't prop K- it up very well. Kickstand may be yeah. a problem, yeah. I think it would be trouble on a train. I think you'd be better off with a with a. Well, you, yeah, you'd have to use it on the front tray, but you might, with a laptop, you might not actually have enough room in front of you to... to um, comfortably put a laptop out if you know what I mean on, yeah. on your lap it's difficult I, yeah. I think a small laptop is probably the best it, you can do on a train netbook or something yeah. well if you want well, something you know, whatever, bad, netbook, you're do yeah, whatever, whatever netbook's evolved into yeah I suppose there's ultrabooks airs and shit yeah uh, well and the, what's the, the small air is pretty small isn't it yeah. it's like 13 yeah and the Surface inch, Pro is interestingly comparative to the smallest air much in better screen it's, yeah much, much better screen, screen. that, and, that and really matters to me I and its performance is fairly similar not so hot on battery life but right yeah that's presumably that's where they saved a lot of size <laughs> cut out some yeah there's a couple of like innovations in laptops slash power tablets that are coming I think yeah there's a few new battery techs coming as well did you see not, that not, new not just uh, the low power stuff there's yeah. some new battery tech coming to actually last longer do you see those sort of weird um, alternative to uh, cooling fans, the kind of diaphragm things that, like, they're like um, uh, like bellows, kind of tiny huh. miniature bellows that squash in and out or something <laughs> cool. to move the air. Yeah, so they, they don't make a whirring sound. Cause they do, they, make... do they sound like an out-of-breath hamster? <laughs> I, well, I, I, they didn't really sound of anything, I don't think. <laughs> but that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slightly, slightly creepy. Oh, it's like, when yeah. it's a hot day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so really, yeah. It'd be pretty funny, but yeah, I couldn't help but think it'd be slightly creepy. It's like, what's that breathing? Oh no, don't worry, it's my laptop. It's the camera on. Is yeah, because <laughs> that's kind of what sets the app, the airs and the Surface Pros apart from general laptops. Is just how how much effort they've put into the cooling design on the inside because they've got control over absolutely everything. Yeah, the, the build quality of those things is unparalleled, both on the Apple and on the Microsoft and side. The Microsoft. They're both great. Although I like Lenovo stuff. Oh, the ThinkPads are pretty bulletproof, yeah. aren't they? Well, no, they yeah, but they're, new... they're the old IBM design, aren't they, the ThinkPads? Yeah. But, I mean, just general Lenovo, all of their product line is pretty well made. Yeah, they're all right. And Samsung's are doing quite well now. 
True, true, true. I via has totally fallen off my. Like, yeah, but they've got those Xperia not, tablets coming, so they may be right. That's yeah, not but, Maya, they'll, but they'll run Android, and they yeah. won't be they won't be full on Windows, will they? They'll be no, no, they're Android. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, Sony hardware just doesn't do it for me anymore. Meanwhile, back to UI and Skype and shit. I yeah. was trying out Spotify again because I keep thinking, well, it's probably worth the money or whatever, especially if you can get to everything instantly and the catalog's big enough. But this, I so I downloaded it and mm. played with the free version with the irritating adverts for a bit. But it's like the UI just isn't quite there. Like you can't star an entire album by just clicking on it. And okay, no. It's really annoying because well, that's, that's the only way you can like save like your music, like my library of stuff yeah, that yeah. I like or whatever. You have to star individual tracks. It's like, I don't think of it music that way. Currently, I'd be like, yeah, that album's good. Yeah. You'll star you're going that. for an album. Yeah. Time, well, yeah, that's my general way. So I would much prefer that. And you just, you have, you can't do that. It's just, tiny little niggly things with it and it's mm. like I don't know if I want to like pay you like a monthly subscription when well, it doesn't yeah, quite I, suit me I still haven't quite I, something about those services in general just rubs me up the wrong way I like the idea of it yeah. but I can't it's the fact that I can't use it everywhere that I'd want to well they've kind of I mean, no matter what service I pick yeah. there's, there's always a limitation that will bug me well, the full-blown one, you can download stuff onto your iPod and listen to it offline and stuff. But you still have to use the Spotify app to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you do. And that's, like, that's why it wind me up, because at home <coughs> I obviously use iTunes and AirPlay yeah. and things like that to push music about, and I can't do that unless do. I have the physical MP3s. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And that's iTunes suddenly starts going all app-happy and starts blending services into iTunes to allow AirPlay. I don't think or they if, Spotify. Or if Apple just opened up fucking AirPlay. Yeah. It sounds like they should have done fucking years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's more of an Apple problem, really, I suppose. But... They want people to license it, I think, and it never, no one ever has. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You get a lot of freedom by actually having the files. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I would rather have the file. Yeah, I saw... Call me old school. Saw a thread on a forum that was the way the title of the thread was just like, let's all bitch about iTunes. And I was like, <laughs> well, how many of these posts are going to be people complaining about, like... Terrible Windows version? Yeah, te- well, terrible Windows versions, firstly. And then yep. I was like, should I just write a post where it's like... Because people were saying things about... About how they didn't want... They didn't want... An, I, they didn't want... It was like they were getting in... They only had a Windows computer, and it was like, yeah. oh, no, if I get an iPhone, then I'll have to have the shitty Windows version of iTunes. It's yeah. like, buy a different MP3 player. Buy a Sony Walkman like I have, that you can just fucking put MP3 files on it, and it works. Uh, <laughs> now, now, yeah. not, not in the old days, when they had the worst Sony software. took a real long well, time were, to get around to that. It was sort of okay, even in the old days. It was just that you had to do a no, lot of conversion. It was OpenMG crap. and Connect were terrible pieces they of software. They were worse than I well, The first versions of OpenMG were okay, but then they cut that off as well. Yeah, they all <laughs> ended up with a ridiculous memory leak problem that, for some reason, they didn't go away for years. And then eventually they started, you know, when... Well, it was about the same time that they introduced the MP3 players that, you know, that yours is... Your current one is an evolution of when they started doing the fin lines. Um, soon after, what was it? The Like No Other branding campaign because i had one of those the last of their hard drive players yeah like the like no other pebble thing um just pretty cool player but i still yeah, had to was cool i still had to use arcane software to use it and it was um 
Yeah, and then of course the Finn one, which I had next, that dropped all of that and said, "Yeah, just drag drag shit on there." Well, when I had, so much better. When yeah. I had the much much my first Sony MP3 player, I I just like hit it at the right moment when OpenMG was fine, and then never updated, and it was like, "Yep." <laughs> it does still have problems where it's like, "Oh, it can't convert this one file for some reason." Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I got just, around that by just like I'll convert it to another format myself, uh, and then <laughs> you, you had a similar. Little, did you have a similar stick player? To yeah, me? So, yeah, like memory me. back in the memory stick days. You guys had the more advanced one. I had the super early one. Yeah, you had. Yeah. The, you were first, basically. That was, that thing was sweet. It was tiny. Yeah. Your one was, was awesome. a great device. It had the time. It, yeah, it worked really well. The, the it had sixty four megs. I think. Yeah, my, right? mine had a sixty four meg memory stick in it, right. and I eventually bought a hundred and twenty eight meg stick for it. Yeah, because my one didn't have uh, sticks, so you couldn't yeah. upgrade it. Well, it's just a really nice, so tiny cool. little thing. that twisty the, little... The, oh, I had a rocker switch on mine. Yeah. yeah. And the rocker was nice. It was easy to use. I could just leave it in my pocket and flick it. I actually just left it attached to my key ring for ages. Like, it was just a part of my keys. Yeah. It was, like, it was, it was a super cool. brilliant little thing. They they had the right idea actually, Walkman. Ironically, at first, but then they fucked up with the with their licensing. Well, no, yeah. they, they they went they went down the proprietary route, which Sony always do, and it always bites them in the ass. Yeah, they could have been like AAC because they, uh, they were riding the wave of um, mini disc. Yeah, was, no, sorry, not AAC. A track wasn't it? A track. Yeah. Um, they were riding the wave of mini disc and the start of A track, and they were stuck. They were sticking to their format, which I suppose is noble because A track wasn't that bad. Um, as far as formats go. Um, but the grand screen of things, they totally mucked up. They had a massively stronger brand than iPod. Yeah. They did. <laughs> if, if, if they'd just moved to MP3, the moment yeah. that happened, yeah. then it would have been okay. But they didn't. They yeah. stuck with A-Track and their shitty own software. And they tried to start, they tried to rival iTunes by coming up with that Connect thing, which was like their, the early version of their music store. Yeah. Which was terrible. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess I should have Back posted, to Sony Hardware. I guess I should have posted on that forum to tell those fools that the Walkmans are okay now. Yeah, they're quite good. The Walkmans are great. Now. Provided you have MP3 files. And provided, it, I guess. Have a, and provided you don't have a phone that has a music player on it. Which every phone has. Yeah. yeah I no just, one buys just, an MP3 player. I just wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't consider having two devices now. I don't think uh, there, are, there aren't that many uh, iPods being sold, I would have thought, by now. It's all, uh, they still sell. They're good for kids. Oh, I have an iPod. <laughs> well, you have one of the smaller ones because you like use it for exercise. For kids, <laughs> smaller for children. Do you not put music but... on your phone? Maybe. I've got some, but I think it's easier to manage on just one device. Than it is on the phone. Oh, I suppose. Yes, it is. Just have one, de- but that's why I use my phone now because it's like one device for apps and music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one device do it all. That's why I don't put music on my iPad, you know, because it's kind of pointless, isn't it? It's like, why would I do so that? so old, it's not a risk. Well, my music's so old. That's, that's why. That's the only reason I need... That's why I still need things that can have MP3s on them, because I've got all these old MP3s kicking around, and I'm never going to buy all that shit again. No, that's okay, though, because MP3 as a format is going to live. That's sticking around, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, even though it's not a very good format. Well, no, it's like Flack is starting to make moves, isn't it? It's like more yeah, and more Flack people are cool. trying to use Flack. Yeah, but- but or like, more more play more of those like little side players, you know, not the big guns, but a lot of the sort of <laughs> other MP3 players, I suppose, are starting to support Flack. I don't think on a on a portable device with a headphone sign, normal yeah. headphones, I couldn't tell between Flack and no. V0 or no, V2. Wouldn't. 
Um, well, to be honest, for me, one nine two kbps mp3. Yeah. At that point, it's like it's incredibly difficult to tell. Yeah, it's quite hard, depending on the song and obviously. and the quality of the encoder that was used to make the yeah. MP3. If you just use like Razor Lame and stick it to Vnot or whatever, then yeah. it's pretty good. Most are pretty good. I think Vnot is like one nine two average, but it's variable bitrate. Oh yeah, v- VBR works pretty good as well. Yeah, it's like why why do we need anything else? I mean, in video, yeah, I can totally understand because those video files are still enormous, even with MPEG-4 compression. And was it MPEG-5 got green lit a few months back? Yeah. Um, you know, as long as we have processing power, we could make stuff smaller. And at the moment, video bandwidth is still a problem. Yeah. So if we can make it smaller, then... So we've got some way to go with video. But I saw some interest. I saw an interesting um, research... Um, demo the other day about people using that would convert raster video into vectors. So it would they'd render everything uh, as a description of vector art. That's insane. But it means you can then scale it. That would look, work really well for animation. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, South Park, really you well. Can get that down to like almost nothing. It was it was a neat it was a neat demo because they managed to get it running and they got a real time stuff going and stuff like that. And it's like and it looks you know. Visually, you couldn't really tell the difference, but it's an but you know interesting way of compressing it is just to describe it mm. as opposed to. I've seen some sort of uh, image conversions, you know, convert to SVG from a JPEG or whatever. Mm. It's quite crazy how well they sort of work. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah, what, what would be what is the key is what the end file size is. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and SVG is like XML. It's probably it's <laughs> yeah, probably a lot it's bigger. Quite verbose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that, that's yeah. Don't, don't don't knock it. Verbose is how you describe a file like that. Yeah, XML is quite verbose. It's true. Speaking of <laughs> wordy, speaking yeah, of long bits of code. Yeah, I, it was just a stupid image that someone linked on the internet. But it was a picture from a picture from an episode of CSI. <laughs> it must be a fairly new one because I'm talking about. Gears of War 3, I guess. Not that new. Right. <laughs> Relatively speaking. Yeah. There's like, yeah, the episode is like, oh, this, this, this guy is hacking Gears of War. Oh. And we found the code in his car. And they pull out these sheets of paper and it's HTML. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, wow, that's some hardcore hacking. Awesome. <laughs> He's hacking Gears of War 3 with HTML written on paper. <laughs> Someone will do it. I wonder, I wonder if someone's actually on the back of that episode gone away and actually, is this possible? I was trying to work out what the, what the HTML was, but it didn't actually get far enough into the document for you to, to be able to tell what it was. What it, was, it, was. it only got to like the start of the headers. And it was the like, doc, oh, the doc I can't quite see. It's a shame you can't like see the title of the page. Yeah. yeah, that would be quite funny. It'd be funny if it was something else, like you just Google. <laughs> yeah, something like just that. copied a random web page. View source, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, that's the um, CSI homepage or something. CSI is infamous, isn't it, for that kind of stuff? That has the <laughs> well, most I mean, classic one ever. More so for like stupid, yeah, like stupid. unrealistic, enhance, enhance. <laughs> well, the best one ever. You've seen the best one ever from CSI, right? Where where they're trying to find someone and they're going, "Oh, where is this person?" And then the tech woman comes up and says, "I'll create a GUI using Visual Basic to see if I can track an IP address." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the best line ever. It's like you can. There's that, and there's the NCIS episode where they're trying to stop a hacking attempt coming into their system, so they both use a keyboard at once, the same keyboard <laughs> yeah. at once, in order to slay them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the other classic one. That's so dumb. 
It's like, we could go twice as fast if we both used the same keyboard. Uh, no, it, it might work if you were typing entirely in numbers and you had two numpads that were sort of separate. Yes. Maybe. No, it was just, just no. utterly dumb. <laughs> Why did they try that? It's not. It doesn't even make a good. Funny. It doesn't even make a good scene, does it? It's, I think it doesn't. It's, a, it's the classic hacking scene where you have to type vigorously. Vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like spoiler warning. Does anyone like see the last week's Doctor Who? I haven't seen it, but yeah, I mean, he, he, the, the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi stuff, thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for starters, that's pretty dumb to begin with. It's like well, yeah. into your Wi-Fi, and then somehow this robot thing appears and downloads you. <laughs> but then it's like, oh no, you're in the cloud. You can't download <laughs> one person from the cloud. Well, they, you, like they you don't have to say, the whole thing. They don't- but it's not very specific about what sort of technology that is. No, but it's just like the terminology is just a bit nuts, and you're just sitting there going, wait, what? It's like, <laughs> they're in the cloud! <laughs> I love that password, it's the best. What did you say? Borgen night. Borgen night. Borgen yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's normally how yeah. we spend our television time. <laughs> of course, because we're so highbrow, we watch BBC4 Danish drama yeah. with subtitled Danish drama. It's only because the music's by Half Danny. <laughs> exactly, it's all about Half Danny. <laughs> I love that. I hope E is his actual... Is his actual last name and half down is his actual first name. Of course. And and I wonder how you just pronounce that E if it is is just half down. Well, you know, E's good. E's good. E's good. (laughs) So, anyway, (laughs) news, baby. Yeah, yes. News! News! Uh, End of demise of LucasArts. Yeah. Big not, deal, man. Not that they've done anything for like 10 years. But no. Like, no. That's what I said when, when the news post was posted and it was like, I'm really annoyed and pissed off about this. I'm like, what exactly has LucasArts done recently? I was just trying to think. The last game I remember playing of theirs that I thought was pretty good and and, and <laughs> LucasArts, where LucasArts was involved in this is questionable, was Rogue Squadron. On the GameCube. Right. Well, they, they two. made that, didn't they? That was Factor those, 5. Those oh, yeah, Factor 5. That's the thing. They've brought in people. Like, obviously, Knights of the Old Republic's awesome, but that's like Bioware, Bioware yeah. and 2 is Obsidian. Yeah. Neither of them are LucasArts. I mean, they're the only they good kind Star of, Wars games. I mean, the LucasArts name, in typical fashion, is going to still exist, but Disney are going to use it as a licensing thing. Yeah. And it's like, but that's isn't that kind of what they What's were doing? already been happening? For the last decade? I it's mean, like, it's, it is a shame. Don't get me wrong. LucasArts are, you know, they're iconic. Yeah. They, made, they made so much that was So genius. long ago, though. I mean... And, you know, annoyingly, I watched a lot of that, uh, you know, game trailers and people and many sort of review type websites have been running sort of like remembering LucasArts. Back they were the looking 90s. back at things like Maniac Mansion and yeah. Day of the Tentacle yeah. and um, Monkey Island. Monkey Island. I haven't seen anyone fucking mention Sam and Max or Grim Fandango, which are like obviously the best. I have. Grim Fandango's been talked about quite a bit though, oh, really? isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't come and Sam and Max. Yeah, come on. Those they're guys. Obviously the best. Well, they're my favourites. Yeah. Well, Grim Fandango's my favourite. Grim Fandango's uh, uh, um, That might be my, one of my favourite. Well, close to being my favourite game. Uh, but um, all of those are old Tim Shaver stuff, isn't it? So yeah, so he's got Double Fine, and then uh, there's a bunch of them. I think probably at Telltale. Oh, corrections, Colin. <laughs> by the way, I think we called it Broken H accidentally last time. I'm pretty sure broken I said H. H. It's, it's H. Age. Yeah, yeah. Broken H. Like I think I, I, think I said H. Like, I don't. I'm, well, if you uh, said that, 
And I heard it as age. age. Yeah, no, yeah, no one corrected me. Right. Well, we, sure. didn't, we didn't know that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm right, correcting okay. myself. So, yeah. Okay, Broken Age, yeah. yeah. Point and click. Which is a nice name. Yeah. Broken Age is yeah. kind of cool. It's going to be cool, I think. I mean, it, I, it looks quite fun. It's a bit it's, arty it, looking. Yeah, the, cool. I mean, it's different from what I was expecting, to be honest. It's like, I know it's a point and click adventure game, but it's a the art style is... Yeah, it's not what I had. It's not typical double fine. It's fairly it? double finey. It's just I'm not, not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. I mean, they made they they made bloody stacking, didn't they? That yeah. was a pretty much a straight ahead adventure. Oh yeah, true. And and also not very double finey in its look, even if the animation is kind of a bit yeah. quirky. You know, well, what do you say is double finey? The cycle big eyes, right? yeah, right, yeah. jumbo eyes. Because even Grim Fandango has a hint of that. Well, yeah, but they're kind of based on those uh, yeah. calaveras. It's the weird wide eyes. Even the cave looks a bit like that, doesn't it? And, yeah. And the characters that just stand around in Connect Adventure. Not Connect Adventure, Connect Party. Like, holding up the games. They all have that double fine yeah. twitchiness. So, yeah, LucasArts. They have a style. They do. But they're breaking it. That broken age. Even, even, mm-hmm. even, yeah, even um, uh, Brutal Legend looks kind of, looks very Brutal double-fine. Legend. Brutal Legend. I always call it that after that. Zero, zero punctuation. punctuation, yeah. Well, it has got an umlaut. I know, Brutal Legend. Because nothing's more metal than an umlaut. Exactly. Brutal. Yeah, so it is a shame, but ultimately, you're right. It's not what, really what, a the, shame. what the fuck have they been doing? Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing. Maybe there. it means that they'll, that they'll stop licensing the Star Wars brand out to. Lots of other companies. Well, they yeah. well. well, it depends I mean, how it's opened up. If, if people can come and pitch to them. I mean, Obsidian apparently pitched like an awesome new RPG set between episodes three and four or something, what they wanted to do. Mm. I mean, if they got that, that would be super cool. I mean, the worst thing about this is that, I suppose in theory, is this that the, the state of Star Wars 1313 is kind of unknown. Uh, it's, it's, I'm it's, sure it's probably canned. Yeah, there's been, there's been rumours for ages that it's been... What do you mean? It looked amazing. Mm. It looked amazing. Yeah, it looked exactly. amazing. There wasn't anything to it, though. Yeah. Well, we, we don't know. We didn't really see enough of it to make a gameplay decision, I don't think. Okay. But it's like... Because they would have only have shown the cutscenes. They would have only have seen the set pieces. Yeah. Sorry, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. But, well, visually, it was good. Visually, obviously. yeah. It looks stunning. But, I mean, loads of games on the next-gen consoles will look that good. Yeah, yeah sure. But, you know, it, I... Maybe they could have done something with it. You know, you say that about every Star Wars game, I guess. It's like, maybe they'll do something but with that, it That's time. the thing about that, Maybe though, it will the... be better than Phantom Menace was. It seemed like they had the Star Wars license, and they were in the Star Wars universe, but they managed to find a hole in the Star Wars universe where they could be as un-Star Warsy as possible. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go to Coruscant, which isn't really Star Warsy because it's it's in barely any of the films, and let's just go into a giant hole in it. And well, it's because, uh, like, there's so much <laughs> Coruscant, you can have whatever you want there. Yeah. It's just hidden in one all we need to do is make blasters sound like blasters and have a lightsaber and yeah, the occasional rodeo. And you know what? I don't care. That's fine. Grades. I'll I'll be, I'll be fine with that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Occasionally think... have something go. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's about time for them to like make a. <laughs> about time for someone to make a Star Wars game that's actually set in the original trilogy again, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe, well, yeah. well, they'll be in the new trilogy, won't they? <laughs> oh, what sort of games are you going to get out of that film game? Quite a lot. The worst kind of games. Oh, Quite yeah. a lot of crappy film games. That's what's coming. Well, unless they come up with some new Lego. sort of racing thing. Plenty of Lego. Did you hear about that uh, controversy over that Lego set? 
Which one? The, the, the Tur- I, was it Turkey or some Islamic like fundamentalists? Well, not not like <laughs> fundamentalist, not not as in extremist, but just fundamentalist. Okay, like yeah. uh, they they were trying to stop the sale of the Jabba the Hutt's palace um, set because they said it looked like a mosque or something. Oh, really? And yeah, and they managed to do it huh. or something. But I think Lego I suppose- basically held out until they were already due to retire the set and said, "Yeah, we're okay with it." <laughs> Genius. Yeah, but still. Well, well played, Lego. Yeah, but it's like, come on. That's Jabba's Palace. Mm. I don't it's remember just, that building very much. It does look a bit like Islamic-y, I guess. Well, they, yeah, they, they, they sort of have those turnip it's tops, got, don't they? Sort of, yeah. It's kind of got a minaret, sort of. Mm. It's got a tower, a circular hey, tower. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's not Muslim, <laughs> is it? By quite a long shot. Yeah, so it's a bit of a, a weird... Well, yeah, it's kind of it's clutching at straws, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's not like... Was that... In the film, it wasn't... That was a model. It wasn't like they filmed an actual building no, somewhere. No, no, no. It was a model. Or it might even have just been a map painting. I don't know if yeah. they even made a model of it. They wouldn't have, didn't really do much outside of it, did no. they? No, just a couple of establishing shots and stuff. Mm. Maybe that wasn't. That's why it got, they got away with it with the film. But then, when you actually make an actual model and sell it to children, oh, actually no, I take it back. Wrote that um, that squad based shooter they did. Our Republic Commander. Yeah, that was good. That was all right. I, I it enjoyed was good. That. It was good. It wasn't varied enough. Yeah, but it was a good get. The, the, all the functions worked well, which was in, which was good for a squad shooter. You know, yeah. I mean, all of the abilities you could tell your squad to do worked really well. So what do they do? Cool. They follow up with nothing. Yeah. It's the same yeah. with Battlefront, because, okay, I never really that liked Battlefront. That was as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I never really liked Battlefront, to be honest. I thought it was always like, but I, if I want to play a game like this, I'll play Battlefield, because it's better. Yeah. And it's like, but it was very popular, and was I think to date is the best-selling Star Wars game. If you don't count Lego Star Wars. Yeah, if you don't count those, those yeah. I liked, like, one and two. Uh, we're serious money spinners for them so they dropped them again it's like they didn't bother for years to, until there were rumours of Battlefront 3 which was far far in development after you know a big old gap for the next gen machines which they canned yeah they canned it and it's like I don't know that was the end of Free Radical as well it was yes but it's just what, what Free Radical were working on that they were making that oh yeah oh, I've forgotten that but that's the deal Ah. You know, so, Ben Parbury, he was working on it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. Alright, yeah. So, in a way, fuck LucasArts. <laughs> okay. In a way. So that story fuck right Fuck <laughs> Yeah, well, they were like, Oh no, Sanders, they've been shut down. Fuck them. This is what I do. Fair enough. I think it's about on the nose. I really liked X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter back in the 90s. Mm. That was cool. But anyone could make that game, really. But they didn't. Yeah, but anyone could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if anyone could have, anyone could have. They're totally games. That was awesome. They were very good. Yeah. They technically kicked Wing Commander's ass. Yeah, like when, <laughs> it's a bit so, of an unfair comparison. But you know what I mean? When that turned up, they were just like, well, Wing Commander's no longer a thing anymore, is it? No. Just remember that sound of getting locked onto by a missile in that game. Yeah. Goddamn A wings. Go anywhere near them. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh. No, no. 
was awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty great game. You know, actually, just thinking about Rogue Squadron 2 is making me want to fire it up again. I know it had yeah. some flaws and it was quite short and stuff. It was showing off was... the GameCube hardware quite nicely. Yeah. Rogue Squadron 2. Even if it was a launch game, you know, it's still yeah. pretty good. I played quite a lot of that, actually. I probably got all the equivalent of achievements or whatever in that. Oh, oh no, time. I couldn't do some of the... the I couldn't car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that with cheats, but yeah. It was like the... Uh, it was hard. Yeah, getting those, getting those golds. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Really hard. Or something. But it was like the mission structure was such that it didn't feel so bad to do that. I, I think there's a, this is a, a bigger question here, actually. Like, you know, one of these sort of philosophical design of game questions. I don't find many games that have, like, missions that I want to retry yeah, anymore. Not so much these days. I'll yeah, get to it later, but Assassin's Creed. Holy crap, who wants to do those full syncs? No, no one. <laughs> I get yeah, goddamn those. It's like you don't ever want to retry anything in that game ever. Did they keep? Because I guess Brotherhood was the last one I played, wasn't it? So did they keep that going in? in yeah, the it's still in. Well, I don't know. I've been playing Revelation. Revelation. So Christ. we'll get to that later. Okay, but um, okay, yeah, it's still there. Okay. It's still shit. Right. Uh, any other news going on? Um, I think we might well, have got a lot to there was cover the, this week. There was the Metal Gear shit that came out of GDC. <laughs> And the ridiculous Kojima reveal where he comes in like all bandaged up. Right. Like, and it's like, and everyone t- and they take it off and it's like, oh, it's Kojima. We didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just but, like we didn't see the fact that it was Metal Gear Solid coming. Well, yeah. Okay. The news <laughs> is, is that um, both Metal Gear Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain, as it turns out, are, metal, are two separate Metal Gear Solid games. Mm-hmm. Um but the Phantom Pain is Metal Gear Solid Five, and that's using that ridiculous new. It's using Fox Engine, right. as is Grand Zero. It's all using okay. Fox Engine. Um, but uh, apparently, the internet knew about this. I didn't because you know when do I pay attention? Yeah, um, exactly. But apparently, the internet had figured out that the Phantom Pain was a Metal Gear Solid game in already. About two minutes. But I am immediately less interested in it by the fact that it is now called a Metal Gear Solid game. It's just like as soon as they did that, it's just like oh. Oh, no. oh, I'm actually mildly disappointed now because it looked amazing. Like, or I don't know, it maybe not amazing, but the concept was weird enough that I thought perhaps it could stand alone. Mm-hmm. Like to be told that that's just the intro setting for a Metal Gear Solid game just kind of go, makes me go, eh, mm. not so fast anymore. And you know, the background of what they're doing with Metal Gear doesn't sound like it's that appealing anyway. They're trying to fill in a hole in the story before. Metal Gear Solid 1 begins. Um, but it's probably the least interesting period, I think, during that. So it's like, unless the, what exactly are going to be horses on fire and exploding space whales <laughs> going to, where's that going to fit in? Drugs. Pro- exactly. It's going to be drugs, it's going to be a hallucination, and then it'll be done with, presumably, by the end of the first act. And as also, as I said... It can't be a Metal Gear game because the Metal Gears don't exist yet. No, no, <laughs> That's the whole point. They don't. When, when was so the they've done that Metal before. Gear? Well, yeah. And Metal Gear Solid 3 was set in the 60s or something. Was yeah. That? Was, was that a Metal Gear in it? That was Big Boss and all yeah. that. It can't have had a Metal Gear in it, but they also had um, the, the, the PSP iterations were kind of based in that era as well. So yeah, they, they didn't were, have yeah. any Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear... The- it's like Metal Gear Rising, almost, isn't it? Like, you know, without, ignoring the fact that there is a game called Metal Gear Rising, it's like <laughs> Metal Gear, like, prequels leading up to the moment when, the, when there was a Metal Gear. But now we're at the stage where there's almost as many of those as there are Metal Gear games. And 
like after the the one there was only there's only there's only been like one real Metal Gear. And then all the other ones are just like these weird robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that isn't it in both Metal Gear One and Two where they're proper Metal Gears. Yeah. That's the. But then in but Three, then that's, like, that's like it. In Four, they've got those mysterious cow things. Yeah, the cow robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's so fucking. Those weird. things are cool. They're like, no, they're not. That's the whole idea. Yeah. They're it's awesome. Like, but they sound like cows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they look like chickens and they sound like cows. They're awesome. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing. I like those things. They're crazy. But this is the stupid thing. It's like, as much as I kind of have never had much interest in Metal Gear past the first game, never. I remember playing through 4 and just being so completely knocked back by the weirdness of it. Like, even if the gameplay is kind of shonky in places and even if you play it for... It's, it's a fucking experience. Even if it's not, you know, in, in its own special way, it has lots of cutscenes away. Yeah, a Metal Gear game is an experience, and it's like it's hard to not appreciate that in some way. Mm. But at the same time, I don't have to be interested in. It. Yes, fair enough. It's odd. Oh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed. But they need—they just need a new story. Basically. Exactly. What? Like, Some what new if, franchise or something? Kojima literally used all of his creativity now at this point, and he's just nothing but a shambling shell of rehash. Well, it's like he. Well, they did the same. They had the. <laughs> they had the same problems as like uh, <laughs> Modern Warfare did, where they used the nuke too early. It's like it's the, the first game. It's like our oh, nukes, and then it's like, well, where do we go from here? Fuck <laughs> drones. It was the same in uh, Twenty Four, wasn't it? The second series, yeah, exactly. Like a giant nuke go off. It's like, where do you go from that? Well, you don't really. Yeah, exactly. Second series so of Twenty Four. Oh my god! What? Oh, just in general, second series of Twenty Four. So good. <laughs> well, it was quite good. You you forget about all those uh, long periods of uh, like these two sisters, and one of them's getting married, and and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they're both really annoying. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I've, I've forgotten all of that. Just don't forget that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, maybe it wasn't so good. See so better, Nico. You better do. Would a guy die from radiation poisoning in a day? Yeah, well, yeah, probably, probably if it was okay. bad enough. I don't know because those criticality accidents that have happened. That like it was only a few days until they died, isn't it? They die from radiation poisoning like instantly if, if it's bad yeah, enough. If it's it's bad just enough, a but... scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Metal Gears though. What is they're completely impractical? What's the deal with metal gears? Like, like a nuclear submarine is the perfect weapon for like transporting nukes. nukes, yeah. nukes. Like a big sloppy robot is totally useless in terms of yeah. nuclear launcher. Unless it can what walk need, along the sea, then or you need is something is, to like snare its legs. I don't, I don't know. Want to get one of those snow speeder things from Star Wars? Tie <laughs> it up, tie it up. Maybe there'll be a spin-off game that just involves a sequence doing that. Like as the Russians know, all you need is a big truck with a thing on the back that lifts it up into launch position and then you're done <laughs> don't need a big stumpy robot thing speaking of nukes North Korea nukes <laughs> uh, yeah. they haven't got any nukes not any longer anyway they use them <laughs> they use them <laughs> yeah. they were just sitting there going oh pretty fireworks <laughs> they do it underground so you can't even see the fireworks yeah I know that's anyway. the disappointing part either way so dumb wait um, they do it under is that possible yeah nu- underground nuclear tests they're basically the only ones that are done now how, do, how? 
Well, they stopped doing airbursts in like the 70s or something, didn't they? Because they, they, they realised that you don't want to get radiation <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how does that work then? Does it not like just blow dirt and shit? Everywhere? No, you get like, fired how, up. How do you, you do it in a massive mountain or something. It like oh. creates a shockwave crater and then it's like subsides a bit, but it doesn't. Yes, yeah, upwards. Yeah, and then you huh. can measure it and stuff. I mean, even I would have thought there would have been enough pressure to like seriously fuck shit up. Like, if you put it underground, it like, does, well, it does fuck shit up. But I mean, which, like, the Earth is huge. It's like because they did a lot of testing with like when they were thinking about using nukes as anti-ship weapons, and they like yeah. they discovered that it doesn't really work very well when you put them underwater. Yeah, the shockwave just gets absorbed quite too much. Yeah, it exactly. Really, although I guess water is different from rock. But then, compresses and... is radiation more of a problem in water because it would like get caught in currents and. Well, it would irradiate all the water, yeah. yeah. But by the time you're in a nuclear war, you don't really care, do you? Like, well, no, I guess not. But they did, I mean, the French nuclear test in the 90s, which everyone seems to have forgotten about, but I remember because Greenpeace kept sailing up to them. I don't know if you remember that. I really it don't. It was a long time ago, but we were alive, and they were doing <laughs> nuclear tests. I mean, the US had stopped doing atmosphere, they had yeah, stopped yeah, yeah. doing testing years ago, but the French, for some reason, wanted to do some. Yeah. So they did some on an atoll in the Pacific or something, but that was underground. Yeah, yeah, that was underground, I think. But yeah, just in general, just don't do that. So dumb. Yeah. But yeah, people, you don't want, even North Korea managed to work out that you don't want radiation going everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think they would have, I think they would have, yeah, they probably wouldn't care about doing an atmospheric test, but other people would be like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) They'd notice more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but you can notice immediately because you just measure it on the Richter scale or whatever. It's like a small, small earthquake going on. What was that? All you need to wage any war is a stern bitch lap. Nothing says fuck you in a in a worse way. You need to design a giant robot that administers stern bitch laps. <laughs> like, like a, a, a Metal Gear like yeah. creature that just walks up to the to the White House and goes whoopa. There you go. Magic. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> and then just walks away. Go. You've been served. More effective than you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, retarded. Anyway. Stop, stop endangering humanity, you bitches. <laughs> All of you bitches. They should just get like, it over with. That's what I say. Because I'm, <laughs> really? I'm a giant dick like that. I just think, like, for Christ's sake, stop. It's been going on for too long to do something, what, even if it? it's just to get yourself completely murdered. <laughs> You're basically just saying, man up North Korea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to retardedly take this shit and then take it. Just take it. I'm going to respectfully disagree. <laughs> I, quite, I quite value being alive. I saw this future it's map. Not affect us. On, on, <laughs> That's the whole point. Like a future <laughs> map of the Korean Peninsula on on Reddit, and it was like South Korea was this island, and then <laughs> and the, it was separated. <laughs> well, it was separated from Russia by all this water that was marked Freedom Bay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully that won't happen. I remember that they put, like, they have their Aegis cruisers. Yeah. That they've been moving up onto the coast or whatever because it's like, oh, they're launchers. And I didn't realise that the Aegis system is meant to be able to shoot stuff down in space. Yeah, that's a bit overstated. <laughs> I don't think it is. That's a lie. But also, it's like, then why would you even need to put it that close? Because <laughs> by the time it's in space, it's a long way no, away. They're, they're, they're going to shoot them down in the boost. Yeah, exactly. That's the idea. Um, and th- no, Aegis can't target satellites. Well, I'm sure it can't target satellites. Yeah. That's probably a different problem. That's probably yeah. to do with yeah. detection more. Because I mean, when yeah. it's a giant fucking rocket, you can probably see it quite easily. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
But they, I think it's confused because Aegis destroyers or whatever can carry anti-satellite missiles or have right, carried yeah. them, but they're not targeted using the Aegis radar, combined radar system. You know, they have their own targeting, or they know from, like, watching the satellite go around the Earth with yeah, so where, where space commands, be, like, yeah. where it's going to be, yeah. Uh, so I think that's just slightly confused messaging coming from the BBC News. Mm. <laughs> you are allowed to shoot stuff in space, though, are you, anyway? No, it's pretty it, yeah. But I think they have been tested. But does that, are you allowed to shoot stuff in space for running it from the ground? Is it only space-to-space combat that's not allowed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not allowed to put weapons in orbit, I don't think that's the thing. Yeah. Certainly not nukes, but I think you're not supposed to put weapons in orbit. But but yeah, shooting <laughs> at satellites from the ground might be somewhat allowed. <laughs> I think they've shot down their own. Yeah, they, I mean, they've done those. <coughs> I remember there was news about like China or what's it? Probably China, but they should, like shot down an old disused satellite just to yeah. say that they could. I guess. I mean, the trouble with it is you make space debris yeah. that runs into all the other satellites and causes a massive chain reaction and like sends fucks everything up. Yeah, yeah. Fucks everything up. They need to figure out a way of cleaning up what's there. Yeah, they? they do. Pretty soon, I think there are some proposals for like hoovering up space crap. Um, giant magnet, yeah, giant magnet. Well, no, you just need gravity, like enough. Like, I don't know, I don't know the best way to do it. <laughs> just, just steal a moon and just fly it around. <laughs> well, yeah. Basically, we're talking catamari. Yeah. It's a catamari, yeah, space catamari. Sold. Exactly. <laughs> what we need is the king of. So we'd be avoiding all the other satellites. <laughs> yeah, because so like you, can, you just get everything, not just the bits you don't yeah. want. So, anything else come out of GDC and PAX? Of interest to anyone? No. Yeah. I kind of, my eye caught, no, I'm going to be careful how I say this, because the, the game's artwork is of, <coughs> sorry, well, let's just say it's interesting. Um, ignoring that's up front, I quite liked the look of Dragon's Crown, which Dragon's is like Crown. this new, it's, it's by Vanillaware, who are famous for um, games like Muramasa and Odin Sphere, which are insanely artistic, you know, really nice sort of oriental inspired. Um, if you like the sort of style that Okami uses, for instance, and oh, cool. games like that, sort of, you know, traditional Japanese looking things. Esque, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really nice. And then, so like Odin Sphere and uh, Muramasa are basically sort of like hack and slashy sort of games, a bit like Dust and Elysian Tale sort of, sort of gameplay. But now they're doing, what looks like Castle Crashes, but with their art style oh, and, cool. and more RPG elements to it and things like Beat that. Up. Yeah, and it looks beautiful, but you've got to... The one thing that's hard to look past and that I was alluding to is they obviously have no concept of correct anatomy because you just go and look at it. They're fucking ridiculous. Right. They have, like, horizontal knocks. It's... <laughs> Sorry? Like the bosoms, right. like, they, they okay. literally have. They just seem to go forwards and not okay. down. It's, it's really weird. That's bizarre. Yeah, it's utterly weird art style. But you know, for the characters, everything else looks nice. Hmm. But yeah, look pretty interesting. They haven't shown much of it yet. But in a, in a, another game like Castle Crashers doesn't sound like a bad thing. We like we liked Castle Crashers. We liked Scott Pilgrim. Indeed, quite like Scott Pilgrim. So there, the game. Yeah, and the film, and the film. Or everything Scott Pilgrim was good. Maybe. The music's good. <laughs> Both so, game and film. What about the comic, way? I've read one part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. So, like, maybe, as I said. Yeah, comic's good as well. 
So, shall we move on to games? Have we done news? Because I've got a bunch of games. Yeah, I can't think of much news. Oh. I, I own a 3DS charging cable and Luigi's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you need me to demo? To get, do you need to buy it off my friend or something? No. No, no, no. He's ordered coming. one. All right, but, it's coming. But he ordered the pack that comes with Fire Emblem, and that's not out yet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so he's got all the... Re- it's like... It's because for some reason, when you're using the free shipping on Amazon, they want to give you more packaging because they won't let you do it in one packet. Well, yeah. Can't you choose to have it all in one thing? Only if you're using first class, which oh. costs money. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> it's like, oh well, they're spending more money on packaging. What? They must have their own their reasons. Yeah, there must be some economy of scale thing yeah. they can do that. But yeah, I expect so. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I still I still agree. It's kind of odd, but. So so did, you, did you figure out the mystery behind it? Is it, is it as we thought, that 3DSs just literally don't come with a charger? That's not a mystery. They don't. I, I, I find that so hard to believe. Well, that's bizarre. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it just the weird fucking thing? How much is a charger? Six quid. Oh, that's not so bad. No. They, they gouge you for chargers for like a, um, I know, a Kindle or something. Or anything Apple. <laughs> or, yeah, I bought an Apple, like, charger. It doesn't even come with a cable. It still costs 15 quid. I, I dread to think what how much the dock cost that Gnome got me for my iPhone so I can stand it up on my nightstand. Yeah, they are, it's like, just 20 quid or something. Stupid money. I've got one, too. <laughs> stupid <laughs> money. It's done. I didn't buy a 3DS cradle. I was like... <clears throat> I'd yeah, plug it into a cable. What's yeah. the difference? Well, you, might, you might need it if you're planning on playing Kid Icarus. No, that's a stand. That's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think it comes with a stand. Oh, does it? I think so. It comes with a stand, but not a charger. Well, you can buy. Obviously, you can buy the pack with the so you can virtual boy it thing. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> mm. Circle pack pro. That's oh what I'm god, of. that thing. <laughs> oh god. Not gonna get that. No, I don't care about Kid Icarus. Avoid that. If you want to play games like that, get a PS Vita. <laughs> That's not the same thing. It's like you can't play that game on anything apart from that. So you might need the appropriate controls. I suppose that's sort of news in a way, actually. The Vita's future is looking slightly brighter, what with Sony's new like indie lineup coming up. Yeah. You know, indies you know, all the ones that have come out saying they're in support of PS4 and PS3 will Almost all of them are getting a cross-play version on Vita. Cool. So it's like, oh, I like that. okay, really crap. Vita may actually get some life in it. Maybe it won't get... Maybe this is a better form of gaming for the Vita. You know, don't bother with the full... Yeah. Like, <laughs> what you know, the, the classic gaming experience, I suppose. Armchair gaming on a portable device. Because that obviously, to me, that has never really worked. So, you know, go down the indie route. Maybe you've got a winner. We shall see. Yeah. So future may be bright for Vita. Maybe. It's just like several years overdue. Yeah, that's sort of the problem. It's like that <laughs> it's going to be like outdated hardware by the time the PS4 comes out, then you have to buy a new version. I'm not sure about that. Vita is like <coughs> it's a hell of a machine. Even even after what is it been out nearly a year now? Maybe longer than that? Probably longer than that, yeah. It's, so it's hella old. <laughs> it's still great. It's not really aged yet. How would you know anyway? I don't know. Good point. <laughs> but I don't know. Technically, no, the PSP well ahead of its time. Yeah. If it's like that, well, it was ahead. Of, that was ahead of its time, though. It's like what is Vita ahead of its time really in any way? I wouldn't have said so. Well, if you it's think, about on schedule for its time. Well, I don't know if any other machine can really claim to be putting out not quite 
PS3 graphics on a handheld in the same way that the PSP was not quite PS2 graphics. Hmm. But would it be able to handle PS4 graphics? No. No, exactly. <laughs> Simply no. But, but then it will take like another five years for them to make a something that can do that. And then no one will care. Again. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's but the by, future. But by that point, maybe the architecture of that stuff will, like, if they can do cross-play and it's easy to do so, maybe by that point they won't be so bad to just sort of, you know, do backwards compatibility properly. <laughs> Maybe. So you'll have the, all the, the Vita library available on. Everyone will just be wearing VR goggles all the time by that point anyway. Clearly. <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> Not really, I'm joking. But. Hoverboards as well. Yeah. You won't need a PSP3 <laughs> when you've got a hoverboard. Alright, I'm done theorising. Games! Cool, games. Okay. Um, This week I've mostly been playing Bioshock Infinite. Woo! So what's it like? Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Spoiler free. Okay, spoiler free. Yes. Did you actually finish it? I haven't finished no. it, no. That's the, bit that, that's the bit that's apparently the bit you don't want to spoil. That's the right. thing, yeah. The okay. ending apparently is the shit. I don't think there's much I can spoil at this point, actually. I've played quite, like five hours of it or something. Shoot dudes. Halfway through. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, you shoot spoilers. dudes. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, you shoot quite a few dudes. It looks... Spoilers, there's probably audio logs. I, have, I don't even know. There's oh, audio, audio logs. There's audio yeah. logs. It's like 90, isn't there, or something? Or yeah. something? Yeah. High number. Seventy. It, it's not 70. constant. Like there's a few. There's quite a few. But, the voxophone yeah. thing. Voxophones. Yeah. Uh, what were they called in Bioshock? Just recorders. Recorders. Okay. Because yeah. they changed the names of things. Like plasmids are no longer. No, they are now called uh, tonics or something. Oh no, no. What are they called? Because no, tonics was. Oh no, no. They're called vigors. That's right. Oh, vigors. Okay. And salts are the salts are the equivalent. Yeah. Oh well, I oh, know. So salts are the blue shit. Yeah. What was that called in? Bioshock. I don't know. I can't remember actually. What was the blue shit called? But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the stuff. The magic. The thing was that, like, in Bioshock, all that stuff actually had an explanation. You know, yeah, like, every, every, everything that, had like, a, tied in. Like, everything had a backstory. Like, the, um, yeah, the uh, plasmids and stuff were all tied to the did fall of the city and everything and the technology mm. and everything. Whereas in this, it's just like, figures! Yeah. By the way, there's figures. So, so far, they haven't explained that. And I have a feeling they're not going to bother with that with that because they're busy with the rest of their story. But this world is even weirder than that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's quite a weird world. Because the, like, it's not, it obviously can't be in the same setting as old Bioshock because old Bioshock well, is kind of... don't know yet. ...sort of grounded in, like, the Rapture was kind of a, a secret sort of. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really... As far as we know, it's not that known to the outside world. Whereas this is kind of different. Columbia is quite a... Quite a known thing. A known Although thing. people yeah. seem to have forgotten about it. Like, I think I think it's set in 1910 or something. But well, uh, they've like, just cut contact. Yeah, that. they've sodded off into the clouds. So no one... I don't think anyone uh, knows where they are or what's going on. Hmm. But, then, but then you're sent there. Yeah, you are sent there, but presumably by someone in the know, or yeah. these two mysterious people who occasionally keep turning up a man and a woman, who seem quite hilarious. <laughs> oh, they must be the comedy characters that I've heard about. Right. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. So that they seem... There was a double act. Yeah, I yeah. I knew that much. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's a lot less, like, Columbia is obviously a lot more light and airy than the rather oppressive Rapture. Yeah. Like, it's a lot more open, and uh, I well, quite like that. Makes so, sense, sky versus yeah, water. Yeah, sky versus water, so thematically that works quite nicely. Um, but then that's what they're always good at. It's very nice looking. It's the, it's the, um, 
it's the lighting that's amazing. Mm. I think they've worked very hard on it because I think it's the Unreal 3 engine, but apparently they've got their own deferred lighting um, re- solution that they've written. Mm. And you can tell because the whole thing is like lit really beautifully. It kind of looks, basically looks like a kind of Pixar film. Okay. Kind of, effectively. I've, I've heard mixed, real. I've heard mixed opinions about, you know, Bioshock's technical I'm size. quite impressed, especially by the lighting um, and the modeling, obviously. I mean, there's so much... I like the, so I like the character styles. Um, yeah. I kind of always did, but the bit I'm not so keen about in, in the way that the Bioshock universe did things was the animation side. Yeah, that's true. It's a bit... I find the animations a bit over-egged. Uh, Very much so. Uh, but that they, kind of goes... They weirdly look quite double fine <laughs> Yeah, me. a little bit. Like um, Elizabeth, I guess, they've put masses of effort into her animation just yeah. to make her believable. And it is good. I mean, there's a lot of... She never does the same thing twice that much. I mean, I mean, if you look at her face and stuff, it's like it's all very carefully done to make her look like to follow the story or whatever. Mm. To, like she looks annoyed with you and she looks happy with dance or something, which I guess is yeah. the obvious equivalent. She's a lot more subtle and real, I think. Mm. Um, although I don't know. It's a bit weird moving around if you're comparing those two. It's like Elizabeth can sort of runs ahead of you, but I find so, and, and you never have to like, protect her or anything no. but that is basically just like jeff gersman says it's basically because they don't bother shooting her at all <laughs> they just shoot you which is a bit weird it's like she's um, not there yeah it's almost like she's not there but the thing that i find a bit disconcerting i suppose it occasionally happened with alex but not that much is that i swear she's teleporting around she just always does it outside of my field of vision and it's which very is- disconcerting <laughs> which is clever in a way yeah but, uh... Yeah, it is clever. But, but you it, have that uncanny feeling. feeling of like, wait, I shut that door and now she, what? <laughs> yeah, it's quite weird. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, it's really nice looking. It's, um, the, uh, combat is good. I'd say it's probably, um, you know, Bioshock and then a step up to Bioshock 2. And now this is mu- is very slick in comparison to Bioshock 1. It's like... Uh, okay, so it's sort of on the same level as the last one. Uh, yeah, I didn't play that much too, but you certainly can fire a Vig at any time without switching to it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, nonsense. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, and uh, the weapons are quite... Uh, they're not, like, very distinctive each. I mean, they look... They're nicely modelled and everything, mm. but, like, there's not too much difference between a pistol and a carbine or whatever. They're, like... Mm. It's, like... But it's kind of cool. You can carry two at a time. But, but it forces like, you to do weapon swapping and stuff because of ammo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah. you have to swap weapons, but you never feel too bad about it because most of the weapons are quite useful. Like, you don't get... how the weapon system worked in... No, I think you could just whip anyone yeah. you wanted out, couldn't you, in Bioshock? And then, oh, could you? Yeah, okay. you were carrying, like, all of them. That's kind of cool. Old, old Quake style. That's kind of cool, Old Quake style. Because playing Half-Life um, through, or the new, the, the uh, mod Half-Life, was it, Black Mesa, it's mm. like, it's actually nice to be able to just pick whatever gun you need for the situation, <laughs> yeah. rather than having to, like, juggle. It's sometimes refreshing. Yeah, it's sometimes refreshing. Yeah, but anyway, it's got the standard Halo pick-up-the-gun system. Yeah. and then And then it's just got... I guess like Bioshock, it's just got loot everywhere. So oh, okay. you, you just, I, you spend half your time, just oh, I do, people, just searching around searching bodies. the environment. And it's nice because you get to see the whole environment. It's really yeah. nicely made and you discover things like the box of phones or just things in the environment. I mean, well, it is playing to its strength in, exactly. in by that aspect because, you know, the setting and the yeah. atmosphere of Rapture was was great yeah uh, and i think that was the problem was is that it was much better than the rest of the game yeah <laughs> so I, I think that's where 
they've there's brought a, it up to a par on the slickness like yeah. the atmosphere's okay. there okay and then but then they've they've made the actual mechanics of the combat good okay uh, well that's cool well done i think it, it really good. stood out i think in the last ones it's like the, the actual mechanics of the game were just not as hot as, yeah. as, as the setting as the setting and in the case of the first game the story so this has got that slickness up there so that it's all it all feels right or whatever at the same kind of level of things. Um the uh yeah, the vigors like I, I find it uh too easy on medium actually. I would go up to hard if you were starting it. Uh, a lot of people have been um, saying that, yeah. It's uh I would play through Bioshock on hard to be on yeah. the first two on hard mode, isn't it? Because actually, is, that was pretty difficult to start. But it was one of those games where it started really hard, and then as you got more powerful, actually, the difficulty curve went backwards. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah. So maybe they yeah with the that giant wacky. You don't have the giant wacky thing. <laughs> no, no electric yeah. wrenches. What you've got now is you've got the, uh, the thing that grabs onto the uh, sky rails, um, grapple the grapple thing, and you kind of use that for. Um, Execution style uh, melee, which are cool. grim, they're well brutal, and and it's bizarre because it just happens out of nowhere. Like the moment, the first moment you go into combat, you have that thing, mm. uh, and it's like you go from just wandering around the city to like murdering people by like by like chainsawing their chest cavity or like getting their head inside the thing and twirling it around so it pops off and it's like immediate like super gross uh, hardcore stuff. It's quite bizarre but it is satisfying of course in its kind of Gears of War chainsaw kind of way. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's... Uh, oh, but but then again Gears of War even with the, the fact that you're chainsawing someone it, it was never quite believable in yeah. its own sort of weird way. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I sort of doubt whether actually you could chain through someone as easily as you do in those. <laughs> Probably not. But, you know, bone. That's what locals are like. Fucking yeah. bone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Uh, but that... There's yeah. something about the grapple twizzly, twizzly bit to the face. <laughs> yeah. It's disturbingly real. It's quite disturbing. I'm not sure that the the... The chainsawing into the chest, that just doesn't look like it would actually work because it didn't look like it would be sharp enough. But the mm. getting the head inside the one of the clamps and then twisting it around, oh, that looks man. like that would probably work. <laughs> uh, anyway. Man, that's so it's the, filthy. Yeah, it's quite gruesome. People need to stop doing that. What? Doing what? Over, over gore. Yeah, ridiculous yeah. gore in, red, in like Tomb Raider was ridiculous. Yeah. That is pr- well, the, Tomb Raider's a weird one because the, the actual actions she's performing are pretty gross, but it doesn't visualise the grossness of it. Like, you know, you'll, you'll be shooting someone up the chin, like, with a shotgun or something, and their head's perfectly fine. Well, yeah, but then there's all the death animations as well. Oh, uh, well, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the sort of, like, uh, let's see how we can get Lara killed stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That does seem a bit masochistic. nasty. Yeah, say, I know, weird. It's in a couple where you're, like, zip-wiring about, but there's, like, if you don't drop off the zip-wire, there's, like, a spike wall, <laughs> and you just get skewered. And then it hangs there for a while yeah. while you're just, like, impaled on this thing, uh, and you're going... Trying like uh, hands and like trying death, like feeling the pole and stuff. And, yeah. Like it goes on for way too long. Who needs to do that? It's like I'm not. But ever... that kind of was Tomb Raider's thing, wasn't it? it yeah, but in like the ancient old days where it was just like but it didn't look like shit. Yeah, just click through the spikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the crump, like the crumple, swallow dive in, in in yeah yeah the crumple in the original Tomb Raider always freaked me out a little bit because you just sort of lump onto the floor don't you it's yeah. a horrible sound yeah kind of pre-ragdoll stuff but yeah. it's like I, 
I wouldn't play... I don't want to play Dead Space, and I don't want to play Dead Space in all these other games, either. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I don't need strategic dismemberment on fucking everything. Well, Dead Space is the other extreme for me. That is the game, is that. Is that stuff? Is that yeah, stuff? It's fun. It's that's why it's fine. Yeah, but yeah. but I wouldn't play it anyway, yeah, and I don't true. want to have to put up with that in other games. Like, how you were talking about Max Payne 3. Oh, well, the, the face experience. Where it's just like... Yeah. Totally unnecessary. It is unnecessary. <laughs> that. It's, it's out of place. You don't have though. to keep shooting. Though. No, yeah, but, but it is a bit. Yeah, it is. In fact, I probably wouldn't because of the ammo conservation thing. <laughs> well, I'm not convinced that it uses your ammo. I still can't tell that. Anyway, mm. but back to Bioshock. So, so the um, but like it doesn't have that horror overtones of the first because it's just not dark enough, and the, it doesn't have splices. So you don't have g- creepy things jumping oh, at yeah, you out yeah. of the dark. Whereas in this, they like, see stuff in a shadow where it looks yeah. like a mother tending to a baby, and then they get around the corner and it's someone tending a pack of fags in a pram. Yeah, like, something weird something like bizarre. that. Well, you do get weird stuff, but it's just yeah. not got that horror element to it. So it's like it's that they're just like policemen that come charging at you or whatever and yeah, stuff yeah. or whatever. It's more light and airy in general. Um, Obviously, there's weird stuff going on. Suddenly infused with face stabbing and yeah, and so story wise, obviously, I haven't. I'm not no spoilers, and I'm not haven't got super far. But like, it's interesting just the amount of. It almost seems like most games that that have story. I don't know, like Half Life or whatever, or games like that. Mm. It's like. You play some gameplay, and then there's a bit of story, and then you play some gameplay, and then there's a bit yeah, of story yeah, happens. Yeah. This is almost opposite. It's like story, 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 bit of shooting. Story, 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 story. story. It's like the, all the environments are tailored to, to give you more information about the city and about the mm. set story. Not just the setting, but to, like, tell you almost plot points. Okay. Like, like I mean, it gets a bit wearing sometimes because you're basically sometimes going through, like the Hall of Heroes, for example. It's like a museum with statues and exhibits that you're walking through sta- mm. room by room that are telling you more story. <laughs> like, this is this character. Here's a giant golden statue of this yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. This and is... How much exposition is Elizabeth doing at that point? Not like, that much, actually. Because well, that's good. That's that's the fine line to walk. It's yeah. Because like, it's got to... She knows less they, than you, almost. Because it's, it's the classic thing, isn't it, with exposition, that they almost... They, they, they shouldn't tell you things that are painfully yeah. obvious, or you know they shouldn't tell you things that everyone in that scenario would know. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't, don't explain the concepts of your own world. Yeah. Like just, Unless you've just got have some brilliant excuse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Show, don't tell. And, yeah. uh, I mean, that that's where exposition gets really clunky. But this does it's, quite it's like, well. It's like if, you t- if magnetic trains became the normal and it's like everyone referred to them as magnetic trains, you know. Yeah. It's like, no, no one would call them just magnetic call them trains. trains, but they'd be trains. Yeah. Yeah. Or some other stupid name, like movers. Maglids. Yeah, maglids. Or something, yeah, something like that. Thing. Or the tube. Or the, or the hovers. The sky rails. <laughs> Skyrail is quite. They, I mean, I thought when I first saw the gameplay videos that that Skyrail stuff would be impossible, but it's really a, easy to use. There's a couple of scenes, some of the gameplay stuff I've seen. Like, there's a couple of moments where it looks like that stuff could be fucking nuts, and it could yeah. be a bit hard to. It, it works nicely because, mm. like, you can't really miss. Like you, you, you can see a big highlight on the thing if you're looking at it to attach to it, and then it's like ooh, auto attach. Oh, and then a, yeah, I remember there was a, I could try. And, I don't know if it was Metroid or what, but there was a game at one point that did that. That if you were oh, it was Batman, wasn't it? Where if there was an ability yeah. to grapple that you couldn't see off screen, you just push the grapple button and it'll sort itself out. Yeah, 
it's it is Batman esque in that sense, I guess. And then once you're on the skyline, you have a bit of controls. At first, it teaches you this gradually, but you can once you get to the big areas with skylines. They tend to go around in a circle, so you, even if you stay on them, you're not going to fall. You're not going to doom yourself by mm. staying on. But you can change direction and you can speed up and slow down. But then all you do is you aim at the ground. And there's a big green target for where you're going to land. Okay. Yeah. And if you land on a per, if you aim at a person, it says like air Batman assassination. style, yeah, air assassination, yeah. Uh, so that stuff works nicely. Um, I'm only just getting to the kind of rift stuff. That's the uh, Elizabeth's... The reality shifting uh, things. Yeah, Elizabeth's uh, ability. But it basically is like, do you want this one or this one or this one? Yeah. Do you want a turret or do you want some ammo or cover or something? Yeah, I've heard that was all yeah. optional. Like, you can only yeah. have one of those things at a time. Yeah, you just have to hold down F or whatever when you're looking at it and it will spawn into existence or something. Mm. Uh, that stuff I haven't quite got, you know hang on but it's pretty cool but yeah story yeah it's just yeah and it and uh, all it's um like typical bioshock style sort of moral messages and well not even moral but like this is what this civilization does and how and how um you know blatant everything is okay yeah. it's not subtle at all <laughs> like I know they, this is kind of, I know I can tell Ken Levine and stuff is obviously going for sort of video games as art to an extent. Like, yeah. and that this has more serious themes than, than your average game or whatever, or even compared to film and stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's going for. And, and absolutely the artwork in terms of the work that artists have done to make these environments and stuff is beautiful. And the, it looks great with the uh, rendering and lighting and stuff, but it is not subtle. <laughs> it is bashing you over the head with its message constantly. Hmm. Like it, it's not, yeah. Satire wise. It's like, what's the message? Well, you know, depending on the, no, depending on the thing, but it's like, for instance, I'm going to an area now, which is the industrial zone. And it's like got a lot of very heavy handed sort of messages saying, you want to be a bee, you want to be a worker bee. You don't want like sick pay or any of these things. You want to be, I don't know. That was, that was kind of, it's true with Bioshock too, I guess. Yeah, but that's all right. But you know, so when you say that, that it's like it's not just the the graphics around that are saying that. Like you know, Bioshock had that thing where it would show like those posters or something like the motivational posters. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. But all right, okay. So you know, so this is less of that and more just straight up in your face. Yeah, well, it's got giant posters. I mean, they look a bit. They're so crisp. They're lettering on them. It almost like they're not quite <laughs> they wouldn't have been, enough. Well, and they perhaps wouldn't have been printed in 1910. Like yeah, that. well, all that stuff is weird. I mean, none, none of that makes any sense. I mean, they talk about, oh, how does it flow to work? For obviously, they're glossing over that. And then yeah. it, obviously, there's some scientist woman who knows quantum mechanics and stuff. Well, quantum mechanics, I'm not sure, came around until the 20s, did it? Tens? I don't know, because she was writing in Columbia probably. all that time and then yeah. fell to earth and it's like, hey, go have some quantum mechanics, Dad. So that's a slightly weird, and well, there's loads of anachronisms, obviously. I mean, none of it makes... But the, and, like, enemy-wise, I mean, I've only just got to the big the big hands guy, but I've, I've fought a few of those mechanical patriot dudes, and they're just... I mean, they're fine. They're just not as scary as a big daddy, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. They're not as iconic or whatever. Big daddies were a big deal in the first exactly. one. Exactly. They have a point in the in the Well, world. less of a deal in the second one, but... yeah. Because they have protecting the the little sisters and everything. Yeah. It was all part of the whole ecosystem of mm. the of the plasmid stuff and all that. What was it? E- Eve or, or Eve Adam. was the Adam? Is it Adam? 
Oh no, Adam. Eve was the blue stuff. Yeah. Okay. And Adam was the yeah the material they were trying to suck out of dead people. That's right. Yeah. That all made sense. I'm sure this stuff will, as I go through Infinite, it will, uh, you know, it will be more intriguing and stuff. And there are certainly things going on. It's like what what's that about and what's going mm. on and everything. But yeah, it's leading you through. But yeah. Pretty cool. I, I'm yeah, enjoying it. From what I hear, it's like I don't know. The presumably will be the inevitable sequel, but it's like like Bioshock. It's like, uh, is it going to be one of those universes that really deserves it? Like, yeah. Because I still is better at mechanically as Bioshock Two was. I kind of wish it didn't exist. Yeah. Because the story of Bioshock One stands on its own much better. Much better. Yeah. Fair enough. Awkward boss fight aside, but yeah. I will see how the uh, ending of this one pans out for you guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Any other questions about that crazy ass game? Well, it's on my to-do list. Like, I, I, You'll like, like it and I, it'll run nice. Oh, I should talk about the, it runs quite nicely on mine, which I was quite surprised by. Oh, did they fix the physics problem? Which one? Because Bioshock Possibly. 1 had a, had the awkward problem where anything that was oh, governed yeah. by physics ran at 30 frames per second, despite the rest of the game running at 60. I certainly haven't noticed the problem, more. but I would have thought... It's, I mean, is it even the same... I mean, it's iteration on the engine. It, uh, Unreal 3, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, It's quiet. That was like... When was Bioshock? Five years ago or something? Like, I would have thought yeah. it's significantly different tech by this point, mm. I think. Oh, I'd, I'd hope, because even in Bioshock 2, it still had that problem, and it was... Right, it was jarring because yeah. the game would be running fine up until one of those robots or something would fly by with its janky frame rate. Right, and it just looked really fucking weird. No, I haven't noticed anything weird. Or when like stuff that. ragdolled, it would suddenly yeah lose frames. I think we're, oh, you're fine there. Um, I was expecting this to be the first like triple A game that I I wouldn't be able to run comfortably on my graphics card, but it actually it's just about on the 1080 get, 60 frames. I think they get away with most of the look. Through art, not through tech. Well, you say that, but there's a lot of detail in terms of uh, textures and, and character models, and the lighting is impressive. Mm. But I know what you mean. It, I mean, it certainly isn't technically as you know as good as like a Crisis Three or something. But it doesn't matter because, as you say, the art makes up for it. Yeah, as I say, but, you, um, you can beat tech with art. If done yeah, well, and I think this is certainly an example of nicely. And I tell you what's really good. Uh, the loading stuff seems to work great. Like there are occasional big, you know, not big, but like going into a new area, loading pauses, but the mm. areas are big enough that it's clearly streaming stuff nicely. Okay, the cool. Because yeah, they were pretty big in Bioshock, to <clears throat> yeah. be honest, and you got like blatant loading sections when you move to a different area, yeah. but the areas were pretty big. So, you know, the long load times were kind of, yeah, you know, you could kind of explain away because the area it's loading is pretty big. Exactly. But in this, there's like, I mean, there are scripted sequences where you're like flying through skylines and around and mm. through the air and falling off things. No loading pauses in sight or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. really nicely done. That's the one thing that... Well, um, it's just key, good level design. If, yeah. they, if they know you're going down some yeah. route, then they know that should be there before you do it. Yeah. Then... They've clearly got the, the streaming tech uh, working nicely, which is the one thing that Valve haven't quite got there yet. I know they've got a new source engine, and that's clearly the main thing that they need to fix, because for years that... I mean, one thing that would improve Half-Life 2-style games would be just no loading pauses. That would be amazing. You wouldn't that ever would, be breaking out. That would the, be pretty amazing, because they, well, they had the finish. mini pauses and they had the big pauses, didn't they, where it yeah. would black out and you'd get a level name. And but you get like them all level. the time in, in the mini pauses all the time in, in episode 
two or whatever. Yeah, that's just pretty frequent. This is dumb. This is. But they were quite small. Yeah, sure. But I, I mean, if there's, I remember if them being more small, of a problem back in Half Life One. Yeah. To be honest, where there were some really weirdly positioned ones. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But I mean, if they're small, then in this day and age, you should be able to stream, it stream out, that yeah. over. So, or at least have the tiniest of tiniest of hitches like Halo One did. Yeah, the tiny hitch. Yeah, that was great, and that was years ago. Oh, I still love that how they <laughs> how they still do that in the Halo games, where it's like loading done, loading done. Yes, <laughs> it's like so cool. the most pointless bit of information on screen that they could show. Just like uh, loading done. It was cool. Speaking of Halo, I played a bit of Griff Ball the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. It's freaking funny, it's isn't it? It's freaking awesome. Is that a new thing for four? No, I think, it, I, think, I think they put it in reach. Oh, man. Um, super awesome. Uh, we started out with, um, you know, swords and hammers mm. and then moved to, like, the beam rifle or that other stuff. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It's oh, nice. rocket launchers. That was pretty Yeah, hilarious. rocket ones are good. Yeah, 2v2 Griff Ball. It's hilarious. <laughs> Just reminds me of the old. Um, was it, I think it was Halo Three where they brought in Rocket Race, right? As a as a as, a, as an official thing. It wasn't. It didn't start that way, but enough people were playing it that they incorporated it. And it's like that's pretty funny. It's just yeah. like everyone infinite health, everyone on um, those mongoose things. Yeah. Um, and the only way to well, it's just a race, but the, you know, you just had to blow each other out of the way using <laughs> using rockets. Great. Awesome. Yeah, crazy ass game. <laughs> that does sound like fun. Nearly as good as our three hundred percent speed beat 'em up <laughs> yes, match and the challenge, the challenge dome. <laughs> and that golf thing as well, didn't we? Oh yeah, that was a bit crap. Yeah, it was a bit, that was quite crap. Grunt golf, we called it or something. It's just, just basically a melee fight. You're like, who can kill the most grunts with a golf club? <laughs> Done. <laughs> So anyway, dumb. that's my main thing this week, probably next week too, so you can find out about more about crazy ass spoilers <laughs> next time. Who's next? Is that it? Nothing else? No, mostly Bioshock, yeah. So I'm most of the way through Assassin's Creed Revelations. Indeed. Just basically just ate my time the last couple of weeks. Okay. Does it have the draw? Amazing. But this is the thing. All of the Assassin's Creed games have to draw with me. Right, okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean I think they're a great game. Right, okay. It's this weird fucking thing about that, about the series. Right. right. It's just like, for all its mechanical flaws and for all of its weirdness and for all of its, like, I don't quite get it approach, I can't put it down. <laughs> Lol. It's like I'm, a bit of me somewhere enjoys it. But... I'm not sure why anymore <laughs> because Brotherhood yeah. was mechanically the best in the series yeah, so yeah, far, absolutely, yeah. but didn't really have much of a story. And up to that point, mm. I was playing it for the story. Yeah, like the story, the story was quite thing. weak. It's revelations crazy. is just it has no story. Has no revelations. The story sure. is terrible. Right, like there's there's nothing there, oh, and like, what Ezio is doing just makes no sense. <laughs> awesome. It's like he's just. Okay, okay. It, it, it's an old game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in deep here. Fair enough. Desmond, let's go to that storyline first. Desmond. Desmond is in a coma. Right. And apparently the only way to keep after his brain... After he got stabbed by that after, well, after he stabbed oh, Lucy he stabbed under the influence of the apple. Um, so he's in a coma, and apparently the only way to keep his brain together 
so he doesn't start freaking out and going like all subject 16 is to leave him in the animus right um, and have him relive memory well apparently the solution is that he has to finish Ezio's memory so he can reconcile with himself right yeah kind of weird um so you get ended up on this thing called Animus Island, which is like the hub world, except it's tiny. There's no real point in it. You basically walk through a door to go back to Constantinople, which is the setting for this one. Um, you occasionally talk to subject, subject 16, who is apparently there on Animus and has a person. You know, he has a model and everything now. Oh, right. Kind of weird, but tells you fuck all, really. <laughs> He's just basically the one that says, it's like, yeah, you're going nuts. You need to finish this memory until, and then you'll be okay again right okay pretty much it that is the entire desmond storyline so far well um the well yeah and you sort of get to find out about desmond's past which i think is retconning to be honest because in assassin's creed one it's played like he doesn't know a fuck of fucking thing about the assassins yeah as it turns out he was brought up as an assassin and then decided to leave right and it's like retcon retcon warning (laughs) Sausage Creed retcon. Yeah. Well, unless it was just like amnesia, and now you're in his brain, and you can see it, and you can remember. No, no, just I, I sincerely hope not. It's like, admittedly, he did go and work in a bar, so maybe he drank it out of him, but <laughs> drank it out of him. But yeah, but don't I don't know. Just no. That's the repl- those are the re- these memory sequences where you're reliving his past, which are basically like first person platforming sections. Uh, oh, great! That doesn't sound good. Which take place apparently in the raw data of the Animus, which is like block world basically, with, made of concrete and wood for some reason. Um, and you can put concrete platforms in front of you, which gets somewhat affected by the world and blah blah blah. It's really weird, but they replace all the puzzly stuff that were in two and Brotherhood. You mean like the um temple type things kind of you know when it went off into the oh sort of different phrase and you have to do those weird artistic puzzles oh i know yeah 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 or play that game of yeah, chess yeah. in brotherhood and when you had to find like weird invisible graffiti yeah with the eagle that kind of stuff, stuff. and you know the sort of yeah kind of interesting little asides sometimes made no fucking sense but you know interesting nonetheless um yeah they're all gone replaced with this thing and it's a shame because they suck I don't get the point at yep. this point. I'm, I've, I haven't done all of them. I've got the last one unlocked now. Um, you have to unlock the ability to do those by collecting what is the feather equivalent, which is data fragments. And there's like a hundred of them in Constantinople, and you can just go and find them. By the time you've got 30 of them, though, you have all these Desmond memories. You can fuck your way through. Just memories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, look, Ezio... In the meantime, meantime, in the meantime, many years ago, um, is trying to find the Masyaf keys. Now, Masyaf is the setting of where the like the, the Assassin's Creed headquarters, I suppose, back in Altair's age, and he's left a ton of memories behind on these mysterious artifacts. As it turns out, there's five of them, and basically, Ezio is trying to find them so he can relive Altair, Altair's memories and work out what he's trying to tell you. Right. Because apparently that will help in some way. Okay. That's pretty much it. That is the story. <laughs> it's like, okay, gotta find these five things. That's so pretty dumb because it's like. The most interesting story so far in this is Altair's. It's really dumb because 
Couldn't you just live? Could you? Could Desmond just relive Altier's memories when he's making these things, rather than having to relive <laughs> Etienne's memories exactly. and finding the things that the other guy made? Exactly, it's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, that is dumb. Really, really dumb. Because what, what about Altier's memory? We haven't finished Altier's memory technically. We played a small part of it in the first game. And then there was one weird sequence in the second game where you were Altair. Yeah, and I you, don't know why and you, and you just kind of hook up with Maria. Yeah. Who turns up in this again briefly. Right. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, it's weird. Story makes no fucking sense. Um, so basically what how the game ends up then feeling is like, is a bit like Brotherhood and a bit like 2, but you're just doing all the side stuff. The entire game feels like the side stuff. Oh, no. Okay. Um, which mm-hmm. isn't so great. The moments where it does put you into a unique scenario, like it has a couple of those, like what they, they're called the book missions, I suppose. It has a couple of these like climbing puzzles, I suppose, and set piece stuff. But it feels like there's fewer of them mm. compared to what they were in, in the previous ones. Um, and you're doing a lot more recruiting assassins and a lot more of the side game stuff because now you can take over cities across the Mediterranean and you have to get the Templar control down and then reclaim the city and then maintain control of those cities. And there's an achievement for doing it in every one of them. And I'm most of the way there. So you spend, but then you assign your assassins out. So then you can lose them from your team and give them to a city, I suppose, to help maintain the control. But then you have to go and recruit more. Right. So it's like, there's a bit of a loop there and that stuff, is kind of engaging. You have to basically like go into that menu like once every fifteen minutes to keep it active, mm. and and uh, and there is yeah having stronger assassins on your team makes the bro button more effective, which is still as cool as ever. The bro button was like the best thing from Brotherhood. It was. Yeah. It's still there and it's still awesome. Cool. Um, well, the the other stuff that they've added, I also don't see the point because the the big sort of weird thing about Revelations was the. The, the tower defense game. Oh yeah, that. of which I've done the tutorial, and I've avoided needing having to do again. Ah, oh, nice. Because you can completely avoid it. Awesome. Um, you can. Well, it, it's both awesome and bad in a way, because the awesome bit. Yeah, the awesome bit is you can avoid it by just the only reason the Templars would ever attack your dens is if you go into the aware state for too long. Right. Like the red state. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass to be in anyway, so you try and avoid it at all costs. Um, however, getting into that state is now made slightly harder by because whenever you buy a shop, you gain 25% awareness. Oh, okay. So you can't renovate the town very fast because you're constantly having to unfuck your awareness. There's no... The, the posters don't exist anymore, so you can't oh, do... You have to go find heralds or officials, and the officials are incredibly rare. Right. Um, to get so you're constantly juggling that all the time, but if you, the posters were always the go-to, ones. yeah, exactly because they were just right everywhere, <laughs> and it's um so the awareness is more of a pain in the ass. But as I say, I've never been in the red zone for long enough to get attacked, so I've never had to do a den defense, as they call them. Mm-hmm. Annoyingly, there are challenges and achievements for that associated right. with doing den defense, and it's like well, I don't need to do that. Fuck you guys. <laughs> it didn't seem too bad when yeah. I was playing it out. It was a serviceable mini game kind of it wasn't a full on power defense game by any means. But you but, don't want to have to get awareness just so, so you could get some Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to fuck up so I can do something that only occurs when you fuck up. Mm-hmm. 
so I can get an achievement for fucking up, for unfucking a fuck up. Basically, <laughs> right, it's yeah. like it's it's a stupid system. Um, so I'm avoiding that. Woo. Uh, there also seems to be a bigger emphasis in this game on doing the multiplayer. There's more achievements for doing uh, the multiplayer stuff, which I haven't looked into yet. Um, it's kind of interesting in Brotherhood, but kind of in a weird sort of it's just random sort of way. Um, so yeah, I don't know much about that. But yeah, this this whole game is just side. It's an it's an unnecessary entry in the series. Yeah, uh, and at this point, it's like if I was to look at it, um, from the story point, presumably at the end there will be some revelation that will be of interest. However, I'm my recommendation, and I think everyone agrees with this, is just don't play this one. Don't play this one. To be honest. I mean, I'm in, and I'm still playing it, and yeah. something is keeping me going that I don't understand. Yeah. I want to play more of it. Yeah. But I don't know why. Yeah. And I don't think I can really recommend it no. if that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, and I even think, like, in many ways, it's a step backwards. Like, mechanically, they've added some new stuff that you can do. Like, they've given your blade on one arm yeah. of the hook, yeah. so you can climb super fast, which is awesome at first. Until you realize what that means in terms of the controls, which happens fairly quickly, is that in order to do it, you have to press A to force a hook jump, and then you'll use the hook to climb faster, blah, 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 blah. But of course, that means that you're then more susceptible to the controls fucking up and doing something completely that you don't want to do. Like, hey, I'm climbing this tower. I've been pushing up, holding right trigger, and occasionally pushing A to climb faster for a while now. Controls suddenly decide you want to jump ninety degrees to the right and fall to your death. No, no, fuck off, no. Yeah, it does that all the time. Yeah, and it's just the platforming and moving around the city just feels more janky than it ever did. Yeah, great. And it's I don't know how they've managed that. They Maybe it's the design worse. of Constantinople, which is a bit more. I don't know the the rooftops. Uh, the rooftops are a little less even, I suppose, a little less organized. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and that's another problem. Constantinople is a boring place to be. Is it? Not nearly as interesting as anywhere in Italy. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, not the best setting. It's like, it's like, it's like Assassin's Creed 1, mm-hmm. where they could get away with it because it was the first game in the series. There was nothing like, but all the cities were kind of the same. Yeah. Like Acre and I forget where the other places are. I just always remember Acre because it looks like Acre. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like everywhere else, they're, they're all the fucking same. But Jerusalem, but it was too, fine then. Yeah, Dr- yeah, it might have been Jerusalem. Yeah, um, it was that sort of area anyway. Mm. But they were, it was fine. Because the first game in the series, I'm willing to, you know, you know, you know no better, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, now then, it's just like when you go back to it and you've been treated to Venice. Yeah, and it's just like. Venice is so cool. No, even, even Rome, the, the variation of Rome was nice. You know, it had different areas. Admittedly, it was only one place. So it wasn't quite as cool as twos. Yeah. Like more or segregated areas. areas. Yeah. yeah. But at least Rome had varied segments and you knew kind of where you were because the, the districts looked different. Mm. It's all the fucking same oh, in Constantinople. Right. The whole thing, fucking same. Um, with a couple of landmarks that you recognize when you run past every now and then. And you know, it's not as good. Mm. Just not as good. Lame. So, yeah. Skip. If you if you have yet to play it, just probably wiki it, I guess. Skip Find to, out the skip, revelation. And skip then to three. Skip to three, yeah. Or YouTube it, I suppose. You could probably watch everything you want to know on YouTube in about half an hour. <laughs> if think, that. 
Are you going to uh, take some time out, or are you uh, thinking you're playing three? Uh, I'll probably look quite good. I know. will play three eventually. I'm now invested in Assassin's Creed, and, you know, as I say, some part of me seems to be enjoying it. Yep. Just not the bit that talks to me. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I enjoy it. Looking forward to Pirate Assassin's Creed. <laughs> well, from what, if, if, from what people say about three, and that the naval battles being one of the best bits of three, right? then a game with more of that, Probably doesn't sound like a bad idea. Maybe. And, you know, mixing it up a bit. Yeah, I guess. That's true. I don't know. Black Flag. Just seems dumb. We'll see. <laughs> black Flag, well, they've just done an illegal manoeuvre in some yeah. kind of race and have been black flagged. That's what makes me think of anyway. You're disqualified. But and then that's the other thing. Ubisoft have basically come out and said, like, look, we're not stopping this annual thing anytime soon. No, they have, yeah. They're it's like, just going to carry on. I... I I, I think that's a stupid. Uh, I think it's a bad move. It's proved wrong. It's done for, for you know Brotherhood and Revelations probably weren't needed. They'll make more money in the short term and less money in the long term. I think. Yeah, they need to do the kind of. Well, the the, the problem is is that they're in danger at this point, and it's take. In fairness, it's taken longer than I think anyone anticipated, but they're they're in real danger now of Assassin's Creed just being run into the yeah, ground. It's like Guitar Hero; they're just assassinating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, no the irony. No one's going to want to play one for like another, for five years. Whereas if they kept them less regular, people would be more excited. Well, the, thing, the only longer. reason I started playing Revelations because I still felt like I it wasn't that long ago that I played Brotherhood, hmm. and it's like it probably has been over a year that since I tackled Brotherhood. I hadn't actually looked it up. I should probably look back at the old cast to see when I was actually talking about it, but. <laughs> the only reason I've been prompted to play this is that the person, it's not my copy of the game, the person whose copy of the game it is, Matt Macon, friend of the show, reminded me, it's like, have you still got my copies of Assassin's Creed? And I'm like, oh, they're yours. I'd forgotten who the fuck they were. Uh, yeah. It's been that long that I've had them. Yeah. So, I don't know, annual is too much. It is too much. Way too much. How like, often is Halo? Is that too biannually or something? <sighs> well, no, really. If you think about it, they've been churning out one a year for a while. Is that one a year? If you include the anniversary edition. Oh, yeah. What was it? Three. Three. ODST. ODST. Reach. Anniversary edition. edition four. Four. Okay. Fine. And I think Halo Wars fits in there somewhere as well. Right. Yeah. So they've been churning out a Halo game once a year. I guess. For like five years now. Although, you know, anniversary edition, you could probably say, isn't a real entry in that. Mm. Uh, yeah, one a year, way too long. Way, way too many, sorry. Just slow down, slow down. Um, so what else have we been doing? Played a bit more Dirt 3. Yep. Played quite a bit more Dirt 3, actually. Um, it's fun. It's Dirt. Nothing's really changed there. Still preferred to, but I went, oh, cause I went back and played a little bit of that this morning. And it's like, yep, two's more fun. Proven. <laughs> Reminded myself. Why didn't you carry on playing two then? Because <laughs> I've played a lot more two than I have three. Right. And the problem is, is that those campaigns, well, the tours are too long. Right. In both those games, the tours are too long. So it's like you get kind of bored of them after a while. Mm. The fact that I haven't played two in a while made it refreshing again to go back. <laughs> the problem is, is I like know those track designs way too well now. And it's like, you know, you go back and play them and you haven't forgotten a thing. You know exactly how to take these turns. Right, yeah. And it's... So, you know, a quick burst on two every now and then isn't so bad, but... 
I still haven't quite got to that point in three. The tracks are just less memorable in three, I think. Maybe because they look a bit more realistic in a weird way. There's less props and stuff that look out of place. Mm. Um, like these places could actually exist, but that doesn't necessarily make it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's true. Uh, yeah, so a bit more of that, and you know, naturally, it was a good test for the. You know, DX11 tech in Dirt 3 on my new graphics card, so mm-hmm. tessellation and stuff. Which is weird, because I actually think it makes the water look worse. Interesting. It's like the water effects in Dirt 3 just don't don't seem to exist. You know, the ones when the car going through the water, not the windscreen stuff. Yeah. But, like, as the car goes through the water, in Dirt 2, it leaves these really nice ripples, which I think they backported some of that tessellation tech to Dirt 2. I can't be sure of that, but they look really nice. And it's like, none of that's in three, or at least it's not noticeable. Mm-hmm. It's probably there, you just can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain effects make it run like crap, even on my new card, like don't turn ambient occlusion all the way up. Yeah. Because you can't notice it, for starters, and it just makes it run like shit. Top tip. Tip top. <laughs> uh, what else we played? Uh, Zach and I are supposed to talk Guild Wars 2 mm-hmm. and Super Adventure Box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was their, well, their current sort of event land thing, which the April one, yeah, which turns makes makes an asser a video game basically, yeah. out of the world. So you walk in there and everything's all chip tunes and pixel art and it's like <laughs> fake Zelda, yeah, I guess it's kind of cool. Only platforming, yeah, it's mostly about the jumping puzzles. Naturally, it's kind of cool. A neat little aside. Frog Boss was a bitch. Not really. Well, once we figured it out. Yeah, once you work out what to do, it's actually really easy. <laughs> I did it by myself. Oh, did you? So, a couple of times. Well, it was because, like, well, the weird thing about it is that this year so far, in January, February, and March, they've been doing small updates that were part of the, like, they're leading up to a big thing, because it's their, they're now, they've now started calling it the living story, where it's then adding more stuff to it over time and new events are appearing throughout the world and then mm. you go and do them. And then so in the March one, they added basically the first actual, actual reel of events that were in like a new, in new special zones and they actually had story related to them. And so you went and did them and then suddenly in April, it's like complete opposite shift in tone because <laughs> we come from super serious, oh shit, refugees, our world is getting fucked up, dragons and crap. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, and now we're playing Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's, well, yeah, it's like people are, people are stealing our devourer hatchlings. Yeah. As if we're supposed to care about those fucking mini scorpion things. <laughs> well, a child eagle. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, look. It's like killing kittens, I suppose, to them, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. It's like, we must stop. Apart from they are kittens, so, you know. Well, you're supposed to charge. Yeah, the charge are kittens. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, we must stop these kitten murderers. And it basically just turns into a fight. And then all of a sudden, it's of course, it's leading up to something, isn't it? The dredge. And yeah, the exactly. The, that flame, the whole, like, raising living story thing is clearly not done. Mm. <laughs> it's just like suddenly in April we're going to take an entire lot off that take a detail <laughs> just have this weird brightly coloured video game it's pretty cool though yeah so B-Dogs B-Dogs yes we we ran through that eventually it's quite long not well, as long no we, well you say we ran through that we ran through the first part of it no we actually did run through it 
A what? Really? Because I went back and did it myself. Well, I, what, I, the, what are the other worlds? I went through. I went through on easy mode because there's an achievement for that, or infantile mode, yeah. as they call it. <laughs> Which basically, it's not actually. It's not easier in terms of like. Well, it's not easier in terms of combat or anything. Mm. Well, no, that's not actually really true. Or more of the enemies drop food instead of, instead of money. So if you okay. do take damage, it's easier to get your health back. Okay, so that does make it easier. But uh, the main thing is that it it just skips over all the jumping puzzles where you just you walk. You, there's those li- the like the little cloud dude in the world that create rainbow bridges. Like, a, uh, like on that one boss yeah. at, at the end of the level, where they're just everywhere. So wherever there's like a jumping puzzle, you just walk up to the kind of thing and it just creates a bridge that goes straight over it. Oh, handy. <laughs> so I used that as a... Also, that was convenient for like exploration because I, you know, still haven't found all the secrets or anything. Mm. So I was using that as a convenient way to explore the world a bit easier. Not that, not that the secrets are going to be anywhere where those rainbow bridges go. Because those rainbow bridges are like the precise straight path between the checkpoints. <laughs> so if you want to go and explore and look for hidden stuff, you still have to jump around dodgeably or <laughs> So you say you've uh, have you been through all of it? Because I thought we only went through world one of four. No, because that's the, the thing that where you go through world one and then you go into world two where it's the rapids. Yeah, and I ran. I went through that level once. I got to it on easy mode, and it just stopped. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so it's incomplete yeah. at this point. Okay. Oh, so you can go through a bit of that level and then it goes, oh, wait, we haven't finished it. Well, how, how does it explain that? Well, it's just like you come to the end of the... Basically, the rap is you climb up that mount, the big mountain. Mm. Then there's... I started to suspect this was the way it was going because after you climb up this big mountain, there's just like a really long straight bridge... And I was like, well, this looks suspicious. <laughs> it's like it's going to collapse or something and I'm going to fall out of the world. But then there's just like, you you run along that bridge and fight ninjas. <laughs> and then when you get to the other side, there's like a, a raft section where you go down a river. But that's basically it. It's basically an arena fight, only in a tiny arena, mm-hmm. where you just stand on the raft, raft as it's careering down the river and fight ninjas that jump out of the water at you. <laughs> And then, does it and then at the, the at the end of that, you just like fall off fall off a waterfall into like a into a open area, and then it's just like the world just stops, and then the the digital representation of the Assyrian is there, and he's like, "Your funding will help me continue." No, <laughs> my work or whatever. Oh, that's so, a yeah, shame. It just stops, and now I got the achievement. So I was that was good. So, oh, but, so do you reckon they will carry this on? Well, I don't know. Or will it's, it be something that they do like infrequently? Kind of like, you know, so we won't see it next month, but well, we might maybe, see it a few months from now. I mean, they could they could do, but it's like, it just seems like an, a lot of effort for something that's only going to exist in April. Because it literally, supposedly, oh, they're yeah, going to point. shut it down at the end of April. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Which also means those achievements are time limited, which means fuck, I have to get them. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get the sort of like draw of Guild Wars achievements. Because they're achievements and they're time limited. It was like the Christmas and the Halloween ones. You know, you're not going to do them. Achievements still only matter to me if they have gamer score associated with them. And also, uh, well, I mean, like, Obviously, the dailies are different. 
like the yeah, daily but, and monthly achievements because they gave you actual rewards as well as, well as just no, there's something about I don't know most of the achievements in Guild Wars that are basically just grind as opposed to like that's a certain element of achievements well, on Xbox being or Steam in for that matter just being you know oh okay these are skill sort of things no, you no, can no, do these if you want there's not too much there's only like probably not even half of the ones in Guild Wars that actually grind and the, the really? well there's I mean there's all the kill a thousand of a specific type of enemy, but that's not... I've got, quite, like... Well, probably not that many. I've probably got, like, 30% of those just from playing the game without having... Well, then again, I do play it quite a lot. <laughs> so I guess that's sort of different. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, those are the achievements you don't care about. The achie- actual achievement achievements are all, like... Obviously, every jumping puzzle has its achievement, and then there's, like, world completion, so it has the achievements for each area of the map, like the jungle or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the achievements that matter. But you know what I mean? A lot of them seem to reward time. Because you could probably go find those things if you spent enough time. Well, maybe. I guess, but then what else? It's like, don't all achievements give you reward for time? (laughs) Like collecting all the things in Assassin's Creed? Yeah, maybe right. Maybe that was similar. (laughs) That, you know, that's not necessarily how they go, is it? Like, you know, a lot of the Assassin's Creed ones will do something, <laughs> or progress a certain amount through the story. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, or you know, I mean, do something. In, a lot of the Assassin's Creed ones try and mix it up because they they are do something dumb. Like, well, there are some, like you know, use I mean, there are a few get a guard to hurt three of his mates by swinging wildly when he was poisoned, or well, there are a few of those. Get ten people wars. poisoned at the same time, so it looks like a mosh pit. <laughs> There are a few of those in Guild Wars. Like, there's there's one achievement for each of the big bosses where it's like something that you wouldn't naturally do necessarily. Oh, well, the the team, uh, the big events. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know. I just don't. You it, don't care. They're not drawing <laughs> to me. No, that's not why I play that game. But yeah, I probably if I'm going to get these the puzzle box achievements, I'm probably not going to do them as legitimate, legitimately as I did the other ones because it's like the Christmas ones and the Halloween ones. I did them properly mm. but i think in the puzzle box because the trouble is there's the achievements for finding the hidden rooms and as we discovered when i went back and looked at that place where there was a hidden room there's no fucking indication that there was a hidden room there that you had to bomb yeah <laughs> so basically fuck that i'm going to look it up <laughs> yeah which might actually still be a problem because you can't see the map so presumably it will have to be word well, description. the areas might not be too bad to describe that stuff, except for perhaps the tree bit. Yeah. Where it's like, go up these leaves <laughs> yeah. and then jump at this bit of wall or something. Unless someone will just use screenshots. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, I'll probably need to look those up. I did actually get all the baubles in one of the levels, mm-hmm. eventually, which took quite a long time. And I got all the, like, all the abilities, all the items. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we did that. We did quite a bit of that took a long time but that was because we were trying to explore and find stuff yeah and didn't really yeah and we still didn't get any we still didn't get all the baubles or, or uh, whatever I still can't jump no you still suck at jumping nice. <laughs> I don't get it to be honest I don't get well I think this so I bad. think this one is probably the hardest it's been because it's like a lot of a lot of the jumps that they want you to do are like super on the edge of the like very limit of the range you can possibly do yeah and there was one 
bit what on one explorer route that we didn't go down that I did. It was in that last bit of the level that we just skipped, skipped over yeah, yeah, yeah. late. Yeah. But there was one jump there that I just couldn't make unless I pulled off that dodge jump that gives oh, you slightly more rage. And it took me fucking forever. <laughs> I don't like that. You shouldn't have to use what is essentially a weird a glitch. Yeah. yeah. But even, it's even like running diagonally in Goldeneye, that should never have been that way. But even without that specific thing, so even just some of those other jumps are pretty like you're jumping by the time you've almost already stepped off the platform, and it's almost an air jump. But just the fact that it hasn't caused up yet is let me. Those are quite severe jumps. At least in, I mean, at least I guess in the puzzle box world, you, the edges are like quite well defined. <laughs> Because it's all like pixely, <laughs> and it's still kind of weirdly. It shows up actually in a way like how the platforming engine kind of works, and that it gives you a sort of random amount of. I say random; it feels random, but it gives you a, quite a lot of leeway in front of the actual edge in which you can sort of snap up it. Yeah. So if you land too low but are close enough, it would like well, it's like it you're, like a slope, and you'll just walk up it. Yeah, it's like your jumping animation doesn't actually go as high as you can jump. Yeah, <laughs> it's odd. So yeah. That's Gildor's. Yeah, so we did that. It's funny anyway. The chip music wasn't too bad. Yeah. A bit repetitive after all that time. <laughs> yeah. It's not the longest of loops. Mm. And then we also, me and Rob also played some Planet Side, I guess. Did yeah. we? At some point. Did we? A bit. Did we? <laughs> yeah. And then I did as well. I haven't played it since I got my new card. I haven't, still haven't seen what that looks like no, and, as it's supposed to run. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting. But I played some Because last time I tried to I log in, Planet Side was down. Oh, yeah, that was the... Uh, yeah, you updated it. I yeah. remember that much. Yeah, I did that. Because <laughs> there was a big update mm. where they had the VR training thing where you can try out all the weapons for free. Cool. Which, good idea. Yeah, which is nice. But I played some more of that, I guess. And I don't know if it's something they actually changed or whether I just... Like got better at it or found a niche or something, but I seem to be getting a lot more cert points now, and it's like, oh, I can actually start unlocking stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah, did I uh, talk most wanted actually? Because you were well, playing that. Getting to that. Oh, okay, sorry. But yeah, I thought you were struggling. No, <laughs> but it was just like I—I I don't know. It might have just been when I unlocked the sniper rifle that I got in that side because it's a bolt action, which mm. I like better, and it's like one shot kill if you get a headshot, which obviously helps <laughs> if you can just stand there, but. Or, I still think I probably play it badly, like, because I snipe out of the spawn. <laughs> so I'm like, these convenient invincible bullet shields will protect me so I can just stand here and just take as long as I want to scope up because no one can fucking shoot me. Well, it's just like, if you can, you will. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. I mean, obviously, there's like some bases where it works better than others. There was one base I was in where it had basically cliffs up both sides of the map. So obviously other snipers and people would stand up there totally in plain view and I was like, oh, look, I can easily see these cliff edges out of the swan room. I'm just going to stand here while the enemy are attacking and keep pushing them off. Hmm. And stood there for like half an hour just killing them and uh, not ever dying. Being invulnerable. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Good times. But I'm still- you play a lot of games weirdly like that. Yeah, like Your battlefield exactly. extreme long-range sniping technique, which probably doesn't help the battle much. It does! It gives you a shit ton of points if you can pull it off. Well, yeah, that too. It helps in some ways. I'm good at spotting, that's the important thing. Yeah, your, your, at least your, your, your UAV like- use is pretty good. I still don't fucking know how to use the UAV and not get it murdered all the goddamn time. Right to the top of the map. <laughs> <laughs> I still seem to get shot up there. But, uh, yeah. 
That's fascinating. I've got quite a lot of set points. I might actually be able to unlock one of the medium-level weapons that are like 500 set points. <laughs> but I probably won't want to, because I think I, I just want to skip to the 1,000-point stuff that's actually, like, the vehicle weapons and stuff that is actually a lot more powerful and different. I was kind of considering, like, maybe I should just get the anti-air tank gun, because that's oh, funny yeah. and weird to have a tank that's only purposes to shoot aircraft. It looks odd. then that's a thousand points, so yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of a waste. How much uh, does that I, cost in real money? Uh, I don't know. A thousand points is, I think... Well, it's not the same number of station cash as, po- as cert points. I think a thousand might be a tenner. Oh, right, that's a lot. Something maybe. something like that. It's It's a fairly close... Ratio or something like that. It went a thousand cert points to like. If it's not cert points, it's station cash. So yes, that that way around. Sorry, like certain number of the station cash to money ratio is fairly similar. A bit like Microsoft points, I suppose. It's kind of close. But yeah, that's fine. I'm getting enough cert points now. I think, but I'm still reluctant to spend them on. Whereas. It's the other trouble of why I don't play Fatside Right is obviously I'm still playing as a lone person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not get, even when I'm trying to get into a squad or whatever, I never manage to stick with people. That's just because I'm too, I'm always automatically defensive. So even if I get in a big load of people who are charging and rushing a base and taking it and then like get the points for capturing or whatever, everyone then immediately drives off and A, I'm too slow to like, run the fuck back to the vehicle and give in because I'm always like looking around or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about things. But then secondly, I'm always like trying to pick off those last remaining enemies who are lurking around and of you course. know that as soon as everyone leaves, they're just going to sneak in and cam it back. Uh, sorry, I got that wrong. A thousand station cash is equivalent to $10. Oh, right. So that's a bit better. So <laughs> nine euros. Oh, that great. No. Yeah. Especially these days. Or eight pounds. Yeah. So it's, it's again, it looks like it's pretty much the same exchange rate as Microsoft points to pounds. Yeah, pretty much. So that's Fatside, I guess. Uh, I just remembered one thing that really pissed me off about Assassin's Creed as well. <laughs> right. Most bombs are dumb. Yeah. It's got that bomb system. Saying, yeah. Most, <laughs> mo- basically, just use smoke bombs all the time. Mm-hmm. They're freaking awesome. Um, everything else is shit. Um, and the bro button. Come the on, bro button. Awesome. Yeah, the bro button is amazing. Like especially caltrop bombs. They're supposed to be like a... Mm. They work when you're running away from someone. You can drop them a load of like spikes on the floor and they'll get painful. But there's like achievements for incapacitating someone with a caltrop bomb so they like can't move anywhere. And then throwing them into scaffolds, of which there aren't many about, and I haven't been able to work out how to get it to work. Sometimes the scaffold just doesn't fall down or something. It's like, it seems to keep t- reminding me as well, oh, by the way, you can use scaffolds. It's like, no, no one has ever used that. <laughs> Since Assassin's Creed 1, I've never fucking used a scaffold to kill someone. Actually, that's a lie. They're a bit more, it was a bit more easy to do in the first one, but mm. um, yeah. And also, at the start of missions, I've often had, like, do not be detected missions, and I've spawned in front of a guard looking right at me, so it's insta-fail, <laughs> and then it's put you somewhere else to start right. the mission from. Sometimes further away than you were the last. Like it seems, some missions start with different spawn points, and it picks one at random. Lame. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, ran over. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out. Some more. Just, you know, there'll be plenty. <laughs> I've definitely not got enough time now. Now we talk about everything else. So let's quickly get some, a couple of other things that are less relevant and older out of the way. I started playing Terraria again because I'm easily influenced and then Terraria came out on Xbox and yeah. I was like, oh, Terraria, yeah, I've 
I played that. Let's play some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Started a new world and did everything again. Well, not everything. I never did actually everything in that game. I never did like the hard mode of bosses, mm. which you get after you get through all of the normal bosses, basically. Mm. So yeah, I played quite a lot of that. And I also played quite a lot more of Bitrip Runner 2. I actually properly, properly finished it. Got perfect plus on every level in every difficulty. Holy crap. <laughs> Nicely. So I got all the achievements. And I, I, I did a video stream of that, of me doing the last perfect pluses, mm. which you can't really tell because obviously with the new update to the, to the recording software, it doesn't record the Steam overlay. <laughs> so you can't see when the achievement pops up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was doing it. It's fairly obvious because you can see the level markers, but the, by the point I decided to do a stream, I'd already done it, done all of them in normal and hard, so I was just doing it easy. It's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the way I kept doing that when I was playing Bitrip. I played them in like reverse, it was sort of reverse order of difficulty because it like wears you down where once you come back to it fresh, you're like, ah, I can manage all this hardcore shit. So I do, like, the last world and do them in the hardest difficulty and then start working backwards. And then after a while, I'd be like, well, I can't... I think I'm starting to run out of effort now. I'm going to have to downgrade to, like, easier modes. <laughs> but I got all the hard ones out of the way. There's one level which was... Probably would have been the worst of Perfect Plus if I hadn't of Perfect plus it, because it's... It's basically the marathon level where it's basically four times as long as a regular level because it has four checkpoints and it's the only level that has multiple checkpoints. Mm. So if you cut that up, if you got all the way through that and got all the gold and then missed the perfect plus right at the end and had to do the whole thing again, that would probably suck. But luckily I got it first try on all three difficulties. Awesome. <laughs> so that was convenient. Well, lucky. And then... The, Start most wanted, come on. Yeah, the only other thing... Which I guess I didn't really play that much of. I played it like once, and then we made a video of it. Yeah, you should, you should probably go watch the video if you want our real opinions on it. But is that up? Uh, it's on YouTube. I haven't linked it on Happy okay, Sad yet. Cool. Yeah. So most wanted was my free game from SimCity's fiasco, and uh, it's weird and not that entertaining. I don't think. Well, yeah, as, as we described it, it's it's basically a prettier burnout paradise mm-hmm. as we expected it mm-hmm. to be. Um, with some fucking weird art stuff. Yeah. Um, we had, I tell you what, I saw, I was watching a video review somewhere else, and I saw some more of those, uh, like, uh, or some clips of some more of those art style intros that they have at the start races. Mm. And we definitely haven't even seen the weirdest ones. No, <laughs> There's ones that are even weirder. Oh man, <laughs> better do that after this. <laughs> well, I'm go, not sure which races those are, but no, anyway, go, well, yeah, just, just go watch that stuff. If, anyway, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's just weird. It's just like they, the, when you start a race, well, firstly, there's a loading screen, which is dumb for a start. It's like it's not really integrated into the world in the way you'd like. Especially when it's like, drive up to the marker, spin your wheels to start a race, and then load screen. <laughs> ah, presumably because it's loading the art piece. Well, yeah. But then, so then you do that, and then there's this weird artistic, like, intro, which sometimes has to do with the name of the race as, like, a theme where it's like, here's some industrial zone and with weird shifting camera angles, and it's all red for some reason. Make it look like the start of some kind of business sitcom or yeah. something. But then those get even weirder where it's like, 
now we're looking up at the sky and there's just cars driving past in midair and it just looks like the game's glitched and it's fucked up and put all the cars like 500 feet off the ground but that's actually intentional because then it focuses on your car and you casually fall out of the air and go poof onto the ground and then the race begins the race begins what? <laughs> like, what? It's, I don't, the weirder one was where the camera was just basically doing backflips and clipping through the floor looking up at the terrain and stuff on it and then you see the underside of your car eventually and the camera just flips through the road and then you're behind it and the race begins yeah it's like deliberate so, clipping it's weird weird ideas awesome. but that's the thing none of it makes any sense and has any context with the rest of the game well the trouble is that like the whole of the game doesn't really have any context no, like yeah, I was trying to describe on the video well yeah the, the, I think the best phrase we came up with for that game was right at the end of the video where we described it as you know when you see a film or a television program and they have some generic game that's being used they, they may have made up or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. some xbox game this is that game this is the generic driving game yeah there's nothing there's no soul there's no, no... Mm, that's a shame and there's no like it's like it's not that it's badly made it's not that there's any Real lack of... What do they need to do? Make another burnout, I guess. I Basically, know. yeah. It's just... <laughs> burnout 3 again. Also, the crashes are sucking most ones as well. Yeah, the, the crashes are weird. Or Considering it's like or... a burnout game, almost. Yeah. Well, that name, Need for Hot Pursuit sort of had that problem as well. Yeah. It's not a burnout game. There's no black and white. There's no crashing every four seconds. No. It's... But yeah, it's just like... And the handling doesn't seem able... Seems too heavy for the type of game it is. Yeah. That's the thing that I have the main problem with. It's just like everything feels super heavy. Mm. Even the lightest cars still feel too heavy and you can't kick them into slides or whatever very easily. Mm. Yeah. And, and of course, the maybe the bigger problem, which is the thing that Rob found quite a lot in Paradise, is just like it's not very fun to explore a game when you're... When in a it, car? Yeah, you're not... You don't want to do platforming in a car, you don't no. want to, but then it's just like you don't want to drive up a parking garage to find a hidden car spot where there's a new car for you. No. It's but, just like slow, boring navigation of a world. Yeah, trying to spot where a billboard is or the route to get to some jump on which a billboard might sit. It's yeah, just, that's very it's true. It's just not very interesting. At least in Grand Theft Auto you can get out. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then of course... Not that I'm suggesting they do that. No. no. Please God, no. no that no, was no. the run, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Don't do Tony Hawk's thug yeah. two or whatever it was but then there was the one one last thing the thing that pissed Rob off oh god I just oh no I, I'd forgotten about it oh why <laughs> did you out. why did you remind me oh man it's the classic it's the same problem that we've discussed about what was the other game uh Dirt 3 Dirt 3 does it but it's, to a lesser, yeah, much lesser extent. Even worse in, in Need for Speed is DLC in the world. Oh, uh, what? Because the idea is you drive around the city and you, to, to find, you find cars just parked. Yeah. And then that's how you get a new car. And you can, you can teleport to those different places as you find them to get around the world quicker or jump into the different cars. Mm-hmm. But they added DLC, but they're just more cars parked in the world. So you drive up to them, it's like, no, you can't have that. Oh, <laughs> Go no. to the store. The thing is, is, the content is on your machine. You have the, the content, there, yeah. but the ability to access it is just locked. And you go to the, the worst bit is, is those, most of the DLC cars, as it seems, are in the awkward hiding places. So you see one, and you're like, ooh, ooh, I, I, I'll figure out how to get or, there. Or worse, when you hear one, because yeah. they have their radios on, which is another way where you can tell where there's a car hidden. But you t- then take the effort to go and find them, and only to drive right up to them, and it says at the bottom of the screen, press Y to go to the store. <laughs> and you're like, fuck you. Like, Seriously? 
Yeah. 100% almost violently. Fuck you. So that's EA for you. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's utterly, utterly Oh, and terrible. the first bit of DLC came out from SimCity for free, luckily. Really? It was an advert for <laughs> Nissan yep. Leaf cars. It's the <laughs> Nissan Leaf charging station. What? <laughs> Fuck you, EA. But technically that... Everyone was pissed off because it's like, why are you fixing the game? That that has actually existed. People found that in the code of the game, oh, like right. on launch day, no, basically. It's just, it's just so it, it wasn't like they worked on that post launch. <laughs> Good, jeez. But still, bloody hell. Yeah, go watch that video anyway. Yeah, right. You'll you'll see what we mean. Come to the end of this cast. I'll be playing Infinity Blade. Right. It's okay. Oh. Okay. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. I won't be playing time. the 3DS before the next podcast because it's still two, more than two weeks away. Okay, <laughs> we might have a bit more crappy most wanted news yeah, or etc. Maybe SimCity yes, will get patched. What yeah. is the revelation? <laughs> I'll have more Bioshock and uh, we'll catch you for that stuff next time, I guess. Indeed. But for now, uh, stay tuned for more crazy videos, I expect. Yeah, at least more Five Fantasy VII. More Five Fantasy VII. With our better recording solution. Indeed, which seemed to work quite nicely. Mm. And uh, yes, indeed. Catch you next time, listeners. Join us in all the normal places. I haven't got time to rattle them off, but go find them. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>